0: Are you ready? <laughs> the three-dimensional world which you inhabit can be bent to your will only when you enter the fifth dimension. Are you ready to enter the fifth dimension, Tasha Credle? I'm already here. Let's rock. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. There we go. Hello, time travelers. We have a new friend in the uh, in the fifth dimension hanging with us. Her name is Tasha Credle. She's going to blow your mind today. <laughs> She's going to talk to you about monarchy. She's going to talk to you about manifesting your reality. Mm. She's going to teach me some things that I don't know. She's going to teach us all something. Yeah. How you doing?
1: I'm good. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Oh my God. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> I can't believe we just started without talking I or know. anything.
1: I know. I mean, I'm not really surprised.
0: That's a surprised. lie. Okay. <laughs> I can't lie on the podcast.
1: I mean, you can, but sometimes it's just like, you're so good at... at not masking, but like
0: who, like me or people in general? You. What do you mean me?
1: Like like you're you're really good at putting on this like persona sometimes that I'm like, is he joking? Is he for real?
0: Oh, do you mean in person yes, or do well, you mean always. like on social media?
1: Whatever it is.
0: I guess I have a very dry sense of humor.
1: But it's good. So
0: you have to be extremely intelligent <laughs> to know if I'm joking or not.
1: Exactly. Which is a good sign for me. That means I'm intelligent. Yeah, right? well, you're
0: absolutely intelligent. <laughs> obviously. Absolutely. How, are,
1: how are you, Mick?
0: You know what? I'm doing pretty good. Mm. Despite the world uh, being at a very weird place, mm. I, I'm very fortunate to have been uh, pretty much thriving throughout this, uh, mm. this downfall of society.
1: In this new space. Oh, yeah. This new space.
0: Oh, I like that. See? Look, you're on the ball. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But yeah, since yeah. lockdown happened, I flew back from uh, California. Mm. And the first few weeks, well, the first, yeah, the first few weeks where we thought we were just going to die because we didn't know what was going on. Oh my God. Right. It was like, (laughs) it was dark and gray. Yeah. But then after that, after a few weeks at home, I said, uh, I need to create some responsibility for myself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was lucky enough to find this place. It fell in my lap at the right time.
2: Always does. Always
0: does. Mm -hmm. And, uh, here we are a few months later, started a podcast and, uh, boom, boom. What about you?
1: Oh, what about me? I'm saying that in a bad way. I'm not, I'm not trying to say like a big sign, like a negative way, but, um, what about me? I mean, COVID has been so good for me. Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. There's so much happening right now, which is like, especially the last couple of days. Um, I actually just came back from hosting my first retreat. Um, and a lot of people are like,
0: so you hosted this retreat, hosted
1: a retreat.
0: Okay. So. There's absolutely no reason to go in any specific order. Mm. And I want to hear about the, this retreat that you yes, hosted. Yes, yes. So tell me about the retreat.
1: So it was actually pretty, it was pretty weird because, well, I was in California for three months. I went in July um, when I realized that the borders were not actually closed because I was told I was not able to go because the borders were closed, right? So who told and you that? The government. But they weren't? No. Nope. Like, okay. what you see on the news is basically, like, Canada, U.S., closed. You cannot go. And I'm like, shit, wait, can I swear on this podcast? It's
0: encouraged. Awesome.
1: Yeah. So I was like, fuck. And then, because <laughs> um, my mom lives there, and you know that. So then when I realized, I was like, wait a second, like, there's flights to California. Like, how, why? Why? Like, I don't understand. And then when you actually do the research, you see that the driving border is closed, but the flying border is open. So I was like, really, what the fuck? So then I just booked my ticket and I went and I got one question at the border. What are you doing over there? I'm going to see my mom. Okay. Enjoy. And I'm like, huh? That was it. That was it.
0: Okay. So (laughs) how busy was the airport? Dead. Okay. So were you the only one on your flight?
1: First, So no direct flights to LA. My first flight, there was four people in the plane. Second flight, it was packed. And we're all sitting next to each Wait, other.
0: Okay, second flight was packed. Packed. Okay, where'd you and, fly through?
1: Uh, Chicago, and then on uh-huh. my way back through Vancouver, and both of those flights were packed. Okay, like there and back.
0: So the flight to Chicago not packed. Yeah, and the then flight sh- from Chicago-, Chicago
1: to LA packed, and then LA to Vancouver packed. Okay, and Vancouver Montreal dead. All right, so weird. So, anyways, I spent three months in California, which was. Freaking awesome so whatever you hear about la and how much is this shit show it's not true okay um it's really not it's like of course you see like the regular people kind of freaking out and like having their masks on but like restaurants are open bars are open like people are having fun like they're just doing their thing and like numbers are dropping numbers are dropping I don't know it's whatever. It's so it's so hard to keep track of what's going on. Oh my god. You have well, no especially idea. if
0: I like I don't watch the news, so I have no Me idea neither. what's going on. I
1: have no idea, but everybody thought I was crazy for going. So like that was a little interesting because like, "Oh my god, where are you going? Oh, <gasps> you're going to LA? Like, how dare you? Like, oh my god, this is it's going to be so bad. Like, how can you go in such a big hot spot?" And I was like I don't care. Like, I really don't like my, I trust my body and my intuition and my gut, and my heart. And it was telling me to go. And I was like, all right, like I'm going, that's it. So I went over there and it was amazing. And, um, a lot of healing actually got done the first month and a half, which was pretty, pretty intense for me. Um,
0: care to elaborate.
1: Yes. So maybe I should say a little side note. Yeah. Um, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> what do you
0: do? Tasha Credle. So, tell us about yourself.
1: Oh, uh, I, okay. So the one way I can really describe myself, I guess, cause I really don't like to put labels or like titles on anything. So I find it really restrictive. Um, but I was able to find a word that puts it in like a bubble, I guess. Um, so I now call myself a self-healing coach. I teach energy and I also teach breath work and meditation. Very nice. Thank you. So, um, I love my job so much. Um, and so as I got there, I had a lot of wounds that came up with my mom because I live by myself, right? So as I'm in LA, like I'm with her, she has a home, obviously. So a lot of things came up for the both of us, which was really interesting. Um, things that I didn't really think about for a really long time. And like, because this is also my work, it was pretty shocking that I had like more that came up to the surface and like, I was like, oh my God, like I thought I did this work, but it was more and more and more. So I worked with some plant medicine, which was really nice. um, And it helped me a lot to just clear the way and um, make some space for better things in my life energetically. And so that's what I did. And then the other month and a half was just pure flow, pleasure, fun, freedom, abundance, prosperity, lots of opportunities. And that's what always happens when you do inner work every single time.
0: Okay. All right. So <laughs> there's well, a lot
1: of things coming up. No, no, but, it, it, but
0: it's good. It's good. Because right. Part of like the only, the reason that you do what you do yeah. is because we are a work mm. in progress always. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're a coach because you and is that accurate? Of what? Coach?
1: Yes, I think so.
0: Yeah. What? What was the exact term you used? Coach. A, a self self-healing. healing coach. Okay. Yeah. So you're a self healing coach. That's a product of you learning about yourself constantly mm. and improving, improving, and applying these things that you apply to yourself and yeah. that you read to to help others who are seeking this this kind of, this kind of help. Yeah. So it, it never ends. Oh no. <laughs> like it's, it's like you, the, the deeper you go, the more pixels you find and it mm-hmm. just, they get smaller and smaller and, mm. and you can go, the rabbit hole goes, I, I feel like it's user generated. Mm. Like you you could, if you choose something, some rabbit hole, regardless of what it is, whether it's self healing or conspiracy theories, yep. you can go down rabbit holes and it's almost the way I see it. Like you're going and you're going, it's almost like you're creating the thing that you're looking for because Mm -hmm. there's no end to it. It's not like, Oh, I I figured it out and nothing in this world, nothing in this third dimension is Mm -hmm. like that.
1: Exactly. And it's actually like one of the first things I ask when somebody wants to work with me, because I get a lot of like, I want to be healed. And like, to me, that's the biggest red flag because I'm like, there's nowhere to be. And if you keep, if you're working with me and you expect to be in a space where you're fully healed, you're chasing something that doesn't exist. And for me, that's, that's playing with fire. So it's more about understanding like what's blocking you energetically working through that, and then going in a direction that feels effortless and fluid and graceful and understanding that your life will be in that energetic container for as long as you want. But it's basically when you're healed and done doing the work you leave this planet, you know, like your physical body. That's when okay. That's die. really
0: the end of the game.
1: That's what I think personally. Um, that's
0: a great perspective because we yeah. never stop learning, we never stop no. growing until it's lights out in this.
1: And that's the thing, right? Dimension. Like, like this dimension is here for us to play the game, it's here for us to understand, you know, the different lessons and challenges and people and experiences and teach and learn. We're all teachers and the students all at once. And it is really a game. So anything that you're attached to on a personal, very deep, deep wounded level, you're going to have to heal that or else you're just going to keep coming back. So whether you want to call it like a game or the matrix or like, um, you know, the Buddhists call it like karma, like it's the same thing,
0: So you're saying you're going to keep repeating the patterns until you deal with it.
1: 100%. Because
0: you can, like, perhaps in a sense, you thought that there was a lot of healing that was already done between Mm -hmm. you and your mother. But as soon as you went back together, you realized, no, perhaps the separation, you know, us living on our own in different countries was the, 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 the true healing, but it, it wasn't. It was just that you were spending, you weren't getting on each other's fucking nerves.
1: Exactly. But then
0: once you're cooped up together.
1: Mm -hmm. It's like we had, it's whatever showed up for the both of us was at the perfect time. Like there was no other, everything prior was like, we were doing our own work individually. And my mom and I are really close. And also side note, she's also a coach. So that helps a lot. She's also in the same field, but works with different kind of energy and people and concepts. Um, But whatever showed up was just, you know, like, do I go into this? Do I talk about this a little bit? Why not? I don't know. I guess we have all the time in the world right Look, now, right? Dealing dealing with
0: <laughs> dealing with um with issues with, with parents or things that you have to de- like work on with yeah. parents, I think is a very uh, relevant topic. It is. And it's uh, it's for everyone. So yeah.
1: I think okay, so first of all, um another thing, the red flag that I see with people is like, let's say I start working with a client, I'm like, okay, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, your childhood and they go, Oh no, no, no. Like my my childhood was perfect. And I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. Like avoidance, suppressing, repressing something, you know? Um, the mind is very smart. The ego is very smart. The subconscious is very smart. So, um, yeah, I did a lot of like inner child healing. There was a lot of things that showed up for me in the last couple of years. Um, but a a lot around my dad, because my dad was a pilot. He was very, um, I'm going to keep his privacy a little bit. So I'm trying to find his words, Properly, Uh,
0: give us his social insurance number. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, I
1: keep getting like these calls about like yeah,
0: they're bullshit. It's so annoying. Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, I had a lot of kind of uh, you know, as a child, basically what happens is that your ego, you come in as a pure vessel, right? Like you're just, your pure love. Like you, you are a sponge to the world. Um, you definitely take on traumas and, and things from your parents. Like it is passed down through your DNA. So I do think that it starts with, with that first. And then our egos are created. Our perspectives are created as we grow up. And, um, that's why it's really important that you take the time to understand your own child's, Perspective, And I'm not saying your child as in like your, your, your own child, I'm saying your inner child, like yeah, yeah. you as a kid, um, because your perspective back then was valid. So you could have the same trauma or experience happen to two different kids. And one is traumatized for life. And the other is chilling, like nothing happened. So my point is that when my dad was always leaving for work, I basically felt very much abandoned. I would actually hold my breath and make myself pass out.
2: Whoa. Yeah.
1: And he would have to pick me up by my foot and shake me for me to wake up. And then he would go to work. Like that's how, and like for the longest time I knew this story and I would just laugh about it. I'm like, how ridiculous is that? Ha ha ha. And then this trip, I'm like, not so ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like- and so it's not always um, that like the parent did something no. to do it hard. It's just that your your super sweet, innocent child that hasn't experienced the world and built up the defense mechanisms yet treats it like it's a, a huge uh, disaster to mm-hmm. their love or it's a,
1: it's a threat.
0: Yeah, it, it's a threat. It's a, um, it's like they let you down. Mm-hmm. It, there's, it's, it's very dramatic. Right? It is
1: very, very dramatic. The mind is very dramatic, very much so. And it has
0: no point of reference, right? So None,
1: none. So so,
0: so, so everything ranks on level 12 drama.
1: All the time, all the time. But it, what's really interesting about kids is that if you look at any kid having a tantrum, they're going to have their tantrums. They're going to do their thing. They're going to feel it out. They're going to grieve it. And then all of a sudden they just like run off and like have the time of their lives, Right. But what's really interesting about that, that, that change in between is that they let themselves feel it. They have their tantrums. And in our society, having a tantrum, having an emotional breakdown, feeling emotions, expressing emotions, demonstrating emotions is suppressed. We're like, nope don't be emotional. Don't be psycho. Don't be that person. Like we put labels on all those things. Right. So then we don't feel we need to feel, and then we suppress it and whatever it can go on forever. But, um, so basically my, my child perspective was very much around my dad. And because my mom and I are so close, I never really thought I needed to do work around that because I was like, we're, we're chill. We're, we're on great terms. Like I've obviously like my, my trauma is probably around my dad, blah, blah, blah. And then I realized this trip that I've been what I call now—it's been—it's—it's it's a new co- concept I talk about a lot—spiritually sugarcoating bullshit.
0: Spiritually sugarcoating, sugar-coating bullshit. bullshit. All right, so.
1: So I was spiritually Enlighten sugarcoating me. my relationship and trauma with my mom by saying constantly that everything is fine, like we're on great terms. Why would I have trauma around it? There's nothing that shows up. There's no triggers. Um, but that was my way to mask in my mind what I was actually suppressing, which my mom, when I was seven years old, started her own business and both my parents were entrepreneurs. So, um, that's probably why I have it in my blood. Makes sense. (laughs) Which I'm so grateful for, but she went from being an at-home mom to a full-time business owner. And I was, I definitely was forgotten at school maybe for five minutes, maybe for an hour. I don't remember, but I remember it happening. I remember um, just certain things here and there, like we're, I'm trying to talk to her and she's on the phone or we're in the car and I'm trying to show her something. She's talking to somebody else or um, you know she can't come to my school activities because she has work. So there was a lot of resentment around work that I didn't fully acknowledge. And because this whole time it was all about my dad, I wasn't allowing myself to feel that about my mom. So when I was... Was
0: it your ego just... Spiritually because, because,
1: sugarcoating bullshit. Yeah, because
0: <laughs> the ego doesn't want you to nope. get to the root of the problem, right? Mm-mm. So you could keep blaming your poor dad for everything. Meanwhile, the ego's being fed, fed by these these un, unkept wounds that were from your mom.
1: Completely, completely. So that was... and And it only showed up when like... When it was really whatever I had towards my dad was gone. And um and actually more of that showed up afterwards, which was really interesting. So I and I realized when I was in Cali, I had like these these triggers where I'd I would like be really impatient with her out of nowhere. Or I'd feel like if I'm trying to talk to her and she's like, I'm on to call or something, I'd feel that like
0: that same that, burn that, 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 you that had little when like anger
1: of just like what the fuck? You know? But like I obviously understand, I do the same fucking work. Like, what is wrong with me? So so then, you can
0: recognize yes. that you're, that you're, you're being unreasonable. Oh, yeah. It's like you feel it and oh, yeah. you have no idea why. No.
1: Yeah. And I will Like I'm at a point in my journey now that I've done enough work where I can feel it and address it coming from an, an, an observant side. So it's like, I'm looking in, I'm going, what what is this like what is happening right now like it's in my chest it's moving it feels fiery like and I'll talk about it you know which I think takes a lot of pressure off of the experience whatever that is um, totally. so I, I used, I, I spoke to her about it. I was like, I think there's something that, that needs to, you know, show up. So I use one of my tools that I've learned from a book that I forget what it's called, but I think it's called it's something to do with inner child. I don't know what. Um, but basically what you do is that when there is a trigger coming up about your inner child, you meditate on, um, Really bringing her forward or him forward, uh, asking her to speak to you, to show up in your body, to just bring her forward, basically. And then you bring your journal and you write a question with your dominant hand. So, what I did is that I asked her how old she was, and then I would answer as my inner child with my opposite hand. And so, the answers that always, honestly, it's so weird because it happens so clearly. It's almost like two sides of your brain. Your adult self with your child self is having a conversation about your trauma.
0: And so you're writing the question with your dominant hand in your adult voice, yes, speaking to your child, your inner child, and your inner child is answering with your non-dominant hand. yes. And first of all, the answer written with your, let's say my left, is always going to look like a kid wrote it. Exactly. That must be Freaky just reading it anyway. So
1: weird. But what do you get out of it? So I literally so I'm like, okay, obviously there's a trauma, but I can't even tell how old I am. And like I need to figure that out. So I wrote down, like, okay, how old are you? Seven years old. I'm like, seven. I'm like, I don't remember what happened at seven. I'm like, okay. So I keep going. I'm like, where are you? At school. I'm like, how do you feel? She goes, I'm sad. I said, why? She said, Mom forgot about me. And I wrote, Is there anything I can do for you? She says, No. I'm like can I be there for you? She says, yes. I'm like, okay. And I said, are you angry? Yes. Are you sad? Yes. So now I'm like getting really clear on like the emotions. And you're, and you're not
0: thinking no. about the answers. You no, just, I'm just going it for it. Yeah. Wow. Like I'm
1: just, I'm not even like hesitating one That's bit. Free. It is. So, it's so honestly like I would highly suggest to anybody to do this. At I least, feel like
0: I'm wound up too tight to like, <laughs> I want to control everything. I think,
1: well, I thought so too, but like I, I just gave myself permission to try. And I think that was where most of the power came from, you know?
0: Do you think that that's a, this is a nice segue to time travel, yeah. <laughs> but do you think that like if, if life is a loaf of bread mm. and you're, let's say, I don't want to say halfway through because <laughs> you're not halfway through, but let's just say, uh, 38% through mm-hmm. and you're speaking to the child that's 10% through,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you're still all on this loaf of bread. Are you changing the. Well, you are changing the timeline because you addressing that child back in the day is creating a new timeline now. Mm-hmm. So, is dealing with your issues in is it in essence creating another reality for you, a, a better reality where you're, where this inner child, like let's say that inner child is existing right now because mm-hmm. time doesn't exist, right. and you're speaking to little Tasha Credle, mm-hmm. seven years old, mm-hmm. and her mo- and she's all sad because mm-hmm. her mom left her mm-hmm. at school. Yeah. Like you're sending those waves back. Mm-hmm. So now she's feeling better for some reason. She has no idea why. And that just transformed you in the present.
1: Mm-hmm. That's actually a really cool way to put it. You know what I mean? I really agree with that.
0: Well, that's what you're doing.
1: Yeah. But I mean, like, I guess in my in my brain, the way that I saw it is like, I'm energetically clearing the way of whatever things that were not solved right at the time. Um, so therefore as I welcome it, then I can move it and heal it and clear it and then embody whatever I want to body now. Cause I have the space for it. That's the way I thought about it, which is still relevant, I think. But the way that you also explain it is actually, it actually makes a lot of sense too, which I think, you know, they say that like your, your path is already kind of aligned or whatever. Like you'll, you're already like whatever shows up will be what it will be kind of thing, which I completely agree with. But I also believe that, um, you know, you get, you have a choice at any point in time, like anything can happen. And I don't think your path is set in stone. I don't think so. I think you're, you're, I mean, maybe, I don't know, this could be a very interesting conversation, but.
0: Well, I think that our path is both set in stone Mm. and totally free at the same time, because Mm. like my, my like magic card out of it is that there's infinite possible realities. And at this present moment, it's a junction. Mm-hmm. And every present moment is the ability to to hop onto a different highway.
1: So what do you think shows up that will, I guess, kind of like drift you in certain directions or give you that choice?
0: Well, the, I guess there's always a choice in the moment.
1: Mm-hmm. But like, let's say like what's popping up in my mind is like, I mean, the biggest thing at the end of the day, like let's say we're going in a straight line the and, and the only time that we get to make a choice is if a situation shows up, right? Or And usually a situation involves a person.
0: doesn't involve yourself?
1: It does, always. But it's always a type of relationship, right? It's always you with somebody else. And even like a work opportunity, it's still you with a different people, right? Do you see what I mean?
0: Yeah, but I, I immediately always think about other things. I always think about the choices. Let's say mm-hmm. I'm home, I have a choice to... Go for a run or watch TV. Right. I have a choice to uh, go to sleep early or eat shit.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like
0: the so the choice is always it's yours. Yeah, it's like in my head, um, mm-hmm. it's another person is always secondary. Yeah. Maybe because yeah. I'm a selfish piece of shit. No, not at but, all. No, no, no. But the choices are like I'm usually the ones who 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 sets myself on the wrong course and then I have to hike back. Right. It's me. It's never
1: somebody else there's
0: never someone else. Right.
1: So I, I wasn't, I w- definitely wasn't saying that because I completely agree. Like it's always your choice, but I mean, like I'm talking about, um, let's say, let's say, let's say you want to move to New York to, um, work on a new job or a new opportunity or something like that. All of a sudden, let's say there's like a person that comes through your life, a partner, potential partner that lives here. And then you're like, Oh shit. Like, what do I, do I stay here? Do I take the job in New York? Like there's always something somewhere somehow that shows up, something that shows up that can kind of drift you into a different direction in your life, which can completely create another path. So, but is that part of the path itself? Or is that, do you have multiple choices in different dimensions and realities there's infinite paths right okay like,
0: whatever you can imagine exists yeah I know. it's like a video game is created yep and some people will never go into a certain level and never interact with a certain player mm-hmm. and some will mm-hmm. but every every option exists right like everything that you can fathom yeah like the the most beautiful things in the world that you can imagine are being done right now mm-hmm. and the most horrendous things that you couldn't even imagine are happening as well mm-hmm. everything is happening mm-hmm. so that means everything is possible every every right. Every uh, junction in the road, every possible um, relationship or decision that you have to make based on a relationship or yourself, they all exist. Right. It's it's just about like, it's like, it's like fungi in nature. As it spreads, it just starts interacting. Fungi is like... I just read this book by Merlin Sheldrake. It's unbelievable. I'm sure mushrooms
1: Um, are fucking magic. Yeah, I know. I had a fun
0: time with mushrooms last week, actually. Oh, did you? Yes. Dude,
1: we should do it. Four times. We should... Four times.
0: Microdose.
1: Oh, okay. I'm not talking about microdose. Yeah. But we should go on a trip together.
0: Oh, that would be great.
1: Wouldn't it? Yeah. And we could talk about it.
0: Yeah. We'll film it.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be a shit yeah, show. I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> know, We'd be but... done after four hours and be like, oh, fuck, we didn't record.
1: <laughs> we'll think it'd be like one minute that just passed. But, okay. So this is my question out of like this whole like kind of weird cycle, whatever yeah. that we were getting into. Um, Because, okay. So they say, that you come you come into this earth with already like, I wouldn't say a purpose, but like a re- there's a reason why you're here, right? So and who
0: says this? Who's they?
1: I don't know. I'm not really sure.
0: Okay. Well, just a general That's they. Like Let's a, say like, like spiritually, philosophically.
1: Exactly. Like they say like you come here for a reason, a purpose, blah, blah, blah. A why. That okay? reason
0: gives you a purpose, yes. essentially.
1: Yes, yes. I also believe, side note, that your purpose is just to be alive and to be here and to experience point final. Like there's nothing else to it. A lot of people chase their purpose thinking it's going to be this big thing and it's full of fucking shit.
0: Yeah, I have I've a very cold-blooded, uh, funny perspective. <laughs> That's probably kind of true. Mm-hmm. And not in a spiritual, but more in a practical okay. Okay. of why we're here. Yes. We're just the next civilization, like the next species we are. who are building the grid We're connecting cable like Fungi does. Mm -hmm. We're we're connecting the network of the planet. We are. We're wiring it. Mm -hmm. Everything we do. Like we're you you have a podcast. Mm -hmm. You you when you upload and people are downloading it, all Mm -hmm. those thousands of people who are Mm -hmm. downloading your podcast, or the people who will be streaming this podcast, or the shows that we watch, or the coaching clients that you do on Zoom or whatever, Mm -hmm. everyone is contributing contributing to strengthening the infrastructure of the cable network and the connected 000%. world. So what are we really doing? We're, is like, we're building we're the, we're building the internet mm-hmm. for the future cyborg race that's coming, oh, which is kind of like <laughs> inevitable, but, but you know what I mean? So yes, it's like, yes, we're like, yes. we're like little ants. hundred percent. And if there was this like, far-reaching civilization that's like way ahead of us that's looking at us they're like mm-hmm. oh look at these ants do these things mm-hmm. like while we think we have like relationship problems I or know. mom problems or this problems we're really just contributing to strengthening the grid yeah. so that it's ready to birth ai and yeah, I, and, I, I, and, I and we're the neanderthals say. and like this is so annoying but like i've always said neanderthals mm. apparently it's neanderthals it's a silent H. So for all of you out there, wow, it's Neanderthals. But a don't Maria. I sound pompous as yes, fuck? Yes, you do. You Neander, really do. Neanderthals. <laughs> so like we're the Neanderthals, and the, the Homo sapiens are coming. Interesting. But I th- I have a positive outlook on that too. Mm. And what a deviation we just took. I know, uh, right? I, like, but, <laughs> but what else? That's is what new? this is all about. This is how we talk. Yeah, it's how we talk. <laughs> so I I see a positive thing because we are the 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 hamsters in the wheel that are turning that wheel. And the AI is probably going to use us as like like as a, as, a, as a resource. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're, they're powering the grid. Yeah. So let them think that politics matter, let them think yeah. that uh, their job path fucking matters. yeah and they're just going to be powering the eventual spread of uh, AI civilization that we birthed mm. that's going to go off far into the universe and, and like terraform the rest of the planets. right. So
1: interesting. So
0: really, what that really means is nothing nothing it, it changes
1: nothing. nothing zero okay so i want to talk about intros net after okay so but we're going to go back to what we were just talking so about you were before. talking about
0: they say that we come here for a purpose and then yes. i cut you off
1: yes so no that's perfect that was because it's actually leading me to something else after so we come here for a purpose a reason is getting good huh yeah it is getting
0: the fuck good fuck yeah <laughs> i was a little nervous i'm always so nervous you know every time i see you i'm nervous are
1: you no We'll really?
0: No, not really. Okay. But you know, at the, at the beginning, like, that's what? like my friend Rob says, you got to grease the groove first before you get grease in. It, I think we're in it now. We're,
1: we've greased it. We're yeah. Here. We, we greased
0: it. <laughs> RT fit well. Yes.
1: So we come here for a reason. There's a purpose, blah, blah, blah. And every person that you meet, there's a, you've got, you guys have already, um, they call it a soul contract where you have created a literally a contract before you came here in the physical form to meet again have a certain purpose to really expand consciousness if you choose to. So you and I, 100%, we're one of those people. You
0: think we were bros?
1: A thousand percent. In a, in a like, different, yo, man, in a different time and gonna place. You're invite me on your podcast. I'll invite you on my podcast. Yeah. We'll just talk about all this shit and help people wake up and just well, it's, travel. It's so and, casual. It is casual.
0: Fellow time traveler.
1: And yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, <laughs> yes. that's so, And so to me, it's like, every person, I'm sure whoever's listening to this, I'm sure they have had a moment where they meet somebody and they go, Oh my God, I've, I've met this person before. This feels very familiar, whether it's, um, a past partner or a family member or a sister, or whatever, a brother, um, or even a coworker, it doesn't matter. But they, you know, whether you want to listen to David R. Hawkins talking about consciousness or Ram Das, who talks about death, when we die, it's only the physical body that dies, but our consciousness is still there and is just continuously recirculating back into this earth. And Indra's net in the, for the Hindus, they literally say that it is concept, not even just a concept its literally a way of thinking about consciousness, that every single consciousness is interconnected together. So there is actually no dying or rebirthing. There just is. And everything
0: is recycling constantly, constantly all your experiences. Like, you know, the, the Akashic records. Yes i i i see that as the five d cloud, yes, and it's like every experience that we're that we're living, everything that we're doing, every plant, animal, rock, whatever everything. is feeding into this thing, and yes. it's the all knowing mm-hmm. and that's how I see evolution happening is that it's feeding back it is or it's guiding you,
1: yeah, and then so you have like the the like the um, the hindus the Bo- the Buddhists, they literally say that um you know karma, karma's a thing, right, like you'll come back with karma or whatever but it's the same, it's the same concept where it's like, we have this consciousness. We have like, you meet some people and they have like really, um, like you can, you can feel they've been here multiple times. There's a lot of knowledge Them you meet kids, they're four years old and they're talking about shit that like no adults talk about. You're like, what the fuck? Like, how is this kid talking about this? How does he know? How does he see? It's because he's not new to this. His consciousness is not new. It's just, again, another recycled consciousness. It just chose a different body. So, and I think this is why we experience a lot of, um, you know, people who have, who are transgenders or who are quote unquote lesbians or gays. Like it's not that they are, it's just like, it's just that consciousness that is embodying a different type of energy that, and they chose that physical body for a specific reason in order to heal the consciousness, their consciousness one at a time. So even like deep inner work, child healing work, whatever you want to call it, meditation, whatever, everything comes back down to consciousness and even physical issues like your body. This is really mind fucking listen to this. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Your body, your arm does not have the ability to experience the armness of the arm. It is just being an arm, right? Mm-hmm. So what is moving the arm? What is experiencing the sensations in the arm?
0: What is experiencing it? Mm-hmm. Is it our brain?
1: Right. And then there's what's experiencing the brain.
0: I don't know. The, <laughs> the symphony of neurons firing back at each other and
1: right. Or our or. soul. So yes and no. But what I learned so that really changed the way that I look at the body is that considering it doesn't have a a way of experiencing itself, that it has to be the mind experiencing the sensations of the body, right? And then you think, so what's the intelligence behind the mind? What's experiencing the mind? And it's actually consciousness. Consciousness itself is experiencing the mind, which is experiencing the body. And then you think, what's experiencing the consciousness? (laughs) And it's the awareness, The awareness is experiencing the consciousness that is experiencing the mind that is experiencing the body and all the sensations within it.
0: All right. So what the hell does that mean?
1: This means that- How many
0: layers of feeling?
1: Okay. So awareness. Oh, here on camera. Awareness, consciousness, mind, body, sensations.
0: Okay. So like you you touch your finger, Mm -hmm. there's a receiver here and this is going-
1: Up into the brain, up into the mind, and then you have this consciousness that's experiencing the mind, and then you have the awareness that is experiencing the consciousness in the mind, and in the body, and in the sensations. My point is that every problem we have in our body is actually a dis-ease in consciousness. Okay. And it just shows up in the body, because that's the only way that the human mind can understand that there is a dis-ease in the consciousness,
0: so it has to show it to us in our body yes, so that we can-
1: We can finally be like, oh, fuck. So like, it's how it
0: sends a signal or yes, like an alarm. Yes. Like you're driving in your car and the engine light is on.
1: Yes, completely. So it's not so going to
0: tell you something's wrong. No nope. but,
1: but- I mean, it could.
0: If you develop yourself, yes. right? You can, like I always describe it as you're in your car mm-hmm. and you're in a 20-year-old car and there's no- You hot over there? I'm
1: hot, man. Is this, is this light like, is it just me? It is you. Okay. I'm just like so warm. It's okay.
0: <laughs> so when you're in your car- <laughs> and you are driving outside the lane right an old car doesn't go like vroom, vroom, vroom to bring you back in right. the lane mm-hmm. you drive and you end up in the ditch mm-hmm. you know if you weren't paying attention you're like oh fuck mm-hmm. but a new car mm-hmm. has the the lane assist mm-hmm. right so that that to me is a metaphor for for being more mindful or more aware and you can catch yourself before you fall mm-hmm. or before you drive in the ditch mm-hmm. so it's kind of like that right mm-hmm. so a lot a lot of people get sick, they get some kind of, I don't know, a tumor, they get, they get constantly, they get colds, they get whatever they, mm-hmm. and you're saying that that's potentially to show them something else, mm-hmm. to show them that, Hey, you, you got some work to do. Mm-hmm. You, you need to address a problem here that's affecting mm-hmm. your, your awareness or your consciousness.
1: Consciousness. Your awareness is the one that gets to experience the consciousness
0: Okay. in your, in your body. So if your awareness is developed, can you figure that out faster? Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, and unfortunately we live in a society where cancer and autoimmune diseases are very, very, very normal anxiety, depression. It's like, Oh yeah, I have anxiety. Like, and it just makes it normal. And I often remind people on my social media as much as I can that, um, we're self healing organisms. You have a cut on your finger. You don't have to do shit. Your body heals itself. There is no difference between that and cancer. There is none. So what's blocking it? And there is no coincidence behind anything. But if you look at the way that the Eastern world has gone about healing, so whether you want to look at energy or chakras or the Buddhist way of living and um, you Ram Dass' teachings or whatever, it's always the same thing. Even Joe Dispenza, it's the same thing where energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It is just there. It can only be transmuted into something different. So within our bodies, the dis-ease in consciousness for cancer, for example, it's a lot of suppressed emotions. It's a lot of suppressed energy. If, if you keep trying, if you look at a box, the images I just put like showed up in my mind was that if you look at a box and your body's a box and you just keep shoving things inside that actually want to get out, you're just suppressing, suppressing, suppressing. And this gets really hard and, and dense. And one day it will explode because there's just too much in there. That's what happens with humans. And the problem is that we, like I said, we, we keep dimming down the emotional aspect of experiencing life. Girls specifically men too. Like you guys are not allowed to cry. Like it's weird. If you guys cry, it doesn't make any sense. You don't show emotions, bro. Women. It's like, don't be a psycho bitch. Don't go there. You know how they react. And it's like, what if we just normalized experiencing emotions how bad would that be? It's actually extremely healthy. But if we really want to go into depth of it, of course, like we have pharma who like literally makes so much money off of all of us being so sick. Why the fuck would they tell us that we can heal ourselves? That's the last thing they want.
0: Well, in in defense of Mm -hmm. big pharma, Uh which is, and it's not, (laughs) I, I just, it's just to show another perspective. It's like for them to be, sure, they're making money because, we are humans, and the trade off of living in a society where we have really abundance we our problem is abundance. we have too much internet access, we have too much we have we have everything that we ever want everyone we know we have a car, we have a house, we have electricity, we have technology, mm-hmm. we can make a podcast, we can do all this stuff mm-hmm. so like developing technology and all this stuff the trade off is that we you take humans who are animal who need to experience who need to be outside who need to. Um, challenge themselves on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. both physically and mentally. Mm -hmm.
1: And emotionally.
0: And and emotionally and everything. But that will come naturally Mm -hmm. with it.
1: Do you think so? But it was interesting that your brain went to the two before that one.
0: I never think of emotions. I know. Because I'm, look, I guess there's a lot of work to do. But (laughs) but the idea is um, the trade-off of having a civilization is that people are going to have to live in a box. You're going to take animals and put them in a cage. Mm -hmm. And we we all live in our own cage, we all live in a house, we all live in our box, we all do our thing, we all have a routine. Mm-hmm. And we have to work so hard to like live in this society, in the, the normal world, and then try to figure out how to to, to live more like a caveman mm-hmm. or a cave person or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So big pharma is just like, well, there's a shitload of people here who are never gonna fix themselves. And they just they're in the box, they're in the wheel, they we're just gonna give them a plug that'll just keep them going. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's like, there's always going to be people selling cigarettes Mm -hmm. as long as people want to smoke them. Yep. As long as there's demand, Mm -hmm. there will be supply Mm -hmm. as, but are they the people who are going to Like, it's so hard. You're a coach. Mm -hmm. You you do it on yourself. Mm -hmm. I do it on myself. Mm -hmm. How it's, it's so hard to, to get us ourselves to, to be able to do this work. Mm -hmm. You think they're, they're worried about like doing that kind of work to change people. It's like, no, like this market exists. Let's just, just fuck it. Yeah, of
1: course. Absolutely. I think, I just think it's like suppressing so many people. And I think the whole point of us being here at the end of the day, whatever, whichever way you want to put it is to raise consciousness. It is to create a better world. And COVID has showed us that, that we need, we need a better system. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And this is where we're at. I call this the year of truth. And there is no coincidence why we're here experiencing all these different types of systems being tested and poked and are they going to fail? Are they going to, you know, fall apart and restructure? Like, look at BLM, like we needed to restructure the whole racism aspect or even just that. Like, how much did you hear of like unlearning? I'm like, okay, this is actually great because this unlearning aspect of racism is a way for people to understand that what they have learned growing up is actually not true most of it
0: but everything that we've learned growing up is pretty much not true i
1: know but people don't know that so i thought when blm happened and the whole unlearning thing happened i was like Fuck yes because now people get to see like wait a second so what my dad told me uh, this time and that time and what i was taught in school was not true like huh and for us, that feels normal, but there are so many people that have no idea, no idea that that's even a thought.
0: I'm sure years ago, like when you started this whole yes. turnaround of like your previous lifestyle, for example, mm. for this new one, Yeah, you, in those early years, I'm sure you were finding out things all the time about yourself, about your oh parents, God. about the world that were like, that were fucked, that were that you had that you realized were not true mm-hmm. like things that you believed in and the way you lived were just untrue right mm-hmm. but i think yeah this has been a year where people are are learning or are learning that not everything is what they think it is yeah. and so it's it's been like a big bubble mm-hmm. so like you said like when things compress or suppress within this like box mm-hmm. and they explode mm-hmm. 2020 is like a...
1: It's an explosion.
0: It's, it's an explosion. It's a, everything at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it'll serve as a, as a big awakening for people. Yeah. And like a lot of things about... about It all starts with health, really. Like if, if you can...
1: So wait, remember remember what I told you about sensations in the body and the awareness in the mind? Yeah. So if, if it all starts with health, what is behind the health?
0: What is behind the health?
1: Yeah, like health, like your mental health, physical health, everything. What's behind that? What controls that?
0: Your consciousness.
1: Yeah. So it's actually just all consciousness. So is
0: this a consciousness, like awareness explosion that's happening? It's like, boom, because there's a lot of people out there who are preaching the good word oh i know like there's a lot there's I me know. like i do it in a really fucked up way so no one even knows i'm doing it
1: <laughs> everyone's like what the fuck is mick doing yeah I don't who understand. is this guy
0: <laughs> but like you're overt mm-hmm. about what you do but i'm i'm an artist right so yeah, i i no, i play within the lines i love if within only weird lines i
1: had the brain to be so creative and to actually help consciousness like fuck we need more of that there's another guy who does this not the same thing at all but he's very much into comedy jp peers i think or something he's like this long redded redheaded dude who makes like really funny spiritual concept videos oh
0: and he's like and he's trolling usually completely yeah he's really funny he's fucking he hilarious. looks kind of pale
1: yes yeah he's, and he's he's just like he just made a video like not too long well he talks a lot about politics and the you know everything all that shit and there's like even like uh you know how to become a spiritual pickup artist you know like oh I have, yeah like shit like that yeah, like
0: he's a ama- he's amazing that
1: yeah. shit to me i'm like we need more of that because it's so so entertaining and it's waking people up it's yeah. amazing
0: and i think there's just a lot of people who are who are waking up and what waking up really means it doesn't mean being hyper Woke pc and wo- no it means <laughs> taking responsibility for yourself because yes, yes, the people yes, who yes. start lining up and pointing fingers no no those are the ones who are at the the, the back of the list because mm-hmm. they're just trying to show the the symbol of of uh whatever niche they represent yeah it, And that's, that's not it. That's if if you say you're woke, you're not woke.
1: No, exactly. You know, it's
0: (laughs) it's about being empathetic to understand that that person Mm -hmm. who is so angry or pointing the finger doing this has some unresolved work that they've done, that their ego is still driving their machine. Mm -hmm. And what you have been talking about since the beginning, when you were talking about like with your mother and regulating all that stuff and and talking to your childhood self Mm -hmm. is as we're kids, little fresh tomatoes that come into this world. We build up these defense mechanisms to, which is called our ego Mm -hmm. that helps us adapt to early life Mm -hmm. because we have no way of knowing if a threat, uh, this little sense of our father leaving the house, giving us tremendous sadness is is a 20 on 10 Mm -hmm. or a one on 10. We don't know. So everything is, is a, is a 10 on 10 for us. Mm -hmm. And so we build this idea of what the world is, of what we are, what our personality is, Mm -hmm. Into our childhood, but I think in your 20s or 30s, you're supposed to start unraveling that mm-hmm. so you can really exist in the world mm-hmm. and be your own person and not be a reactive baby, mm-hmm. which is what I see a lot of. All the time. But I do see a lot of people who are doing the work mm-hmm. and they're learning and they're being re- like truly empathetic because mm-hmm. you can't really get mad about at someone if you understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. If you, un- if you understand, then you're just like, okay, well, I'll avoid them. I'll send them peace and love, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to-
1: But that's still uh, spiritually sugarcoating bullshit.
0: I'm not going to go debate them, peace though. Peace
1: and love, good vibes only, green juices, yoga.
0: Yeah, I know, but I'm not going to- Let's say I'm at a dinner and there's someone who's a woke uh, PC police.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not going to get into that with them Mm-mm. because because, look, I send them peace and love because- I hope they figure it out, but I don't give a fuck if they figure it out or not. Mm-hmm. I hope they do, but it's not my job. Question. Yeah.
1: What's the difference to you between empathy and compassion?
0: Uh, I don't know. I treat them as the same.
1: Okay. I was just curious.
0: Yeah. I, honestly, I don't know the difference <laughs> between empathy, compassion, and uh, sympathy. I, I see them all as the same.
1: No. They actually have. So um, in terms of energy, every emotion has a frequency to it. This is what we mean by good vibes um, vibrations. So, um, even like the frequency of love has a very, very high caliber. And that's when we say love heals because it literally, when you hit a a certain caliber in your body, your body starts to self heal. So when you hit actually unconditional love, which has a calibration of 540 Hertz, literally in your body, you project that your body starts to self heal. So if you're constantly like vibing at like guilt, which is like, I think it, the caliber is 30. Oh, nice. Yeah. When you're constantly in guilt, you can't self-heal. I like that one. Right?
0: Do you, you can't self-heal or are you actually hurting yourself?
1: You're actually hurting <laughs> yourself. You're very much hurting yourself. Yeah, okay. It's really weird. And you keep attracting situations at that caliber too. So you, you, you vibe really low and you keep attracting situations that are very low. So and, check this out. So, yes.
0: Because I, li- I like to imagine, I like to to construct like a visual thing a visual diagram or whatever to help me understand things then that's how i voice it yes because i can't explain anything if i don't see it right so this 5d cloud of consciousness mm-hmm. this that all the information is going to mm-hmm. i see it as google maps
1: right yeah i know you already told me about this yeah. remember yeah 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 yes
0: but the 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 trillions of people here in the galactic federation have mm-hmm. not heard it yet <laughs> you know <laughs> let's do it yes so we if we're revving at 30 hertz mm-hmm. we will be sending up that frequency into the cloud of 30 Hertz. Mm -hmm. And so that Google maps will be saying, Oh, this being
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, wants to go on the 30 Hertz uh, route. Mm -hmm. Let's send them down the 30 Hertz Mm -hmm. route and Mm -hmm. you will meet people and places and like people who smoke, for example, if you're smoking, you're going to meet more smokers Mm -hmm. because of that. If you're not smoking, you're not going to meet smokers
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because you're not outside smoking.
1: And on top of it, most people that smoke are very much into shame right? Because they don't feel good about the fact that they smoke. They don't come outside. They're like, yeah, I'm so healthy. You know, like they're literally like subconsciously they're at a space where they're like, yes. So shame is the lowest of the lowest. What's lower than shame? Nothing.
0: Oh my God. I feel so much shame sometimes.
1: (laughs) Shame is the lowest. Ah. Isn't that, it's worse. It's worse (laughs) than guilt, fear, anger, desire, pride. Desire. Desire is bad.
0: What does that even mean?
1: Um, how does that, how is that bad? So I, okay. So there's, there's like,
0: what kind of desire?
1: Um, so the way that I call it is like, um, survival desire versus like heart, soul desire.
0: What, what, what survival? So you
1: feeding the microbiome kind of thing, like feeding into getting a pizza kind of, that's a desire. Like you're like, Oh fuck it. I just want a pizza. Yeah. But my awareness
0: is like, it's like watching the train wreck, but letting it happen. Yep.
1: So but sometimes
0: I want to let it happen,
1: (laughs) but, but that's sometimes it's okay. But
0: that's not as bad as shame. No. Okay, so uh, on the on the re- is, okay, so let so when yeah. I get Pizza Hut,
1: Le- okay, so let's do, let's do this. Okay, so let's say there's a desire, which okay, um, we're really getting into this, right? Can I go and like off an attention and just like explain go this? wherever? Yes. Look, we're in the fifth
0: dimension. Time I'm doesn't so exist. Time doesn't exist. Okay. Still recording.
1: Yes. Amazing. Does rec? Yes. Okay, we're good. Um, <laughs> so. Higher states of consciousness, lower states of consciousness, right? The higher states are the more high vibrational calibrations. The lowest of that is courage. It's at 200. Okay. Okay? Anything below that is lower states of consciousness. Right below that is pride, desire, anger, fear, depression, apathy. Um, Then you have uh, guilt and shame. So, the lowest of the lowest is shame. So, let's say you have a desire, you feel it, and you go, Oof, do I do this? Do I not do this? And then you're like, Ah, maybe I shouldn't. So, you're like, Fuck it, let's do it.
0: You start, then you get on the slide.
1: The problem with low states of consciousness is that the arrow and the calibration pulls you down. So, when you're feeding into that certain emotion, it will go lower. So you will experience, yeah, you're going to fulfill that need for a little bit, but then you're going to experience maybe a second of like, fuck, then you're going to keep going lower of like apathy, depression. Now you're like, Shit, fast. What do do? yeah, like completely. And then you're within 30 minutes. You're like, why did I do that? And then you embody shame and it's really hard to get out of it because you're at the lowest of the lowest. Isn't that heavy?
0: Oh my God. Yes. yes. That, that's literally what all my music is about.
1: That's so funny.
0: All of it. It's, it's, I call it going to the dark side of the moon.
1: So it's low states of consciousness. And,
0: and then you got to come back.
1: Yeah. You got to come back. And
0: it's not like you can just go from the lowest to the highest. You got to work back. And it yes, usually takes, takes me days.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you literally need to force. So the thing about low states of consciousness and high states of consciousness, is that when you're in that high state, everything is empowered. When you're in that low state, everything is forceful you're forcing things to happen. You're forcing things to, to literally get through and you're like, oh, you're trying to climb up and you can't and you're just forcing and forcing and forcing. Unless you have like literally two days of sleep where your body just energetically resets itself. But even at that, like it's a complete choice. So the only way that you can get from low states of consciousness into high states of consciousness and hit courage, which is the lowest, to propel you up, because that's the thing, when you're in high states, it just goes up. It gets better.
0: How do we stay there?
1: So I think, I think part of the human experience is to observe all of those externally and not attach yourself to them. So my biggest tip would be to call out the emotion right away, especially like I actually send the pyramid to my clients all the time. And I'm like, if ever you feel that emotion, just like pinpoint what it is and try to go up. So let's say I get a call with a client who's like in shame or guilt. I will literally try to get her to grieve whatever she needs to grieve of whatever she's experiencing. Cause we're moving up. And then she starts to realize like, wait, what the fuck? Like, how did I get myself in that state? Like, I'm so annoyed that I'm even in that state in the first place. So now I know she's in like anger or pride, which is so close to higher states of consciousness. So I get her to say, or him, how can you take action on this? So now she's going to say, well, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk. Fuck it. I'm going to go for a walk. Hell Yeah. That's courage. She just took a step into taking action. So from that stage, she comes back, she already feels better. And now it's just going up into acceptance, willingness, forgiveness. That's beautiful. Passion. Yeah, I know. It's Because I, I, I've
0: never visualized it like that, but I- I'll send it to you I after. totally, I feel that. You
1: understand, right? I, I, like, it's, yeah, it's doable.
0: Because I've gotten to the place where I can- let's say I'm feeling like a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. I could, I, I'm observing it yeah. and I could talk to people and I'll talk to my brother mm-hmm. or my mom or whoever and I'll say, oh, I'm in this mood now because this is what I did and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm on the way back, but uh, <laughs> here's where I am and I laugh about it.
1: Yeah, totally. And
0: I'm able to be open about it.
1: Which is good because at least you, in my opinion, when you get in that state, you take off the emotional charge to whatever you're experiencing. So yes, it's still low, but you're not, it's not as,
0: it's not the gravity is less, yeah, yes, right? Exactly. So the climb back is easier.
1: Exactly, because so, you're not like.
0: Ugh.
1: Yeah, it's not like as dreadful as somebody who's like, I am this, you know, like you don't, you are not your emotions. You're just ex- lost. Yeah, and like people get this is why anxiety and depression happen <laughs> It's because they think that they're their emotions and they're not. They're just experiencing an emotion. So the more that you get attached to it, yeah, the worse get woke, it gets. Get woke, people. Get fucking woke, man. What the fuck?
0: But I I love that because that's that's such a and we it's ride empowering. the wave constantly.
1: Yes, and it's always up and down. Like it, there's never, I mean, honestly, that's a lie because lately I've been literally flowing in high states of consciousness. I'm just like I I can barely sleep. May the force be with you. <laughs> Thank you, man. It definitely is with me. But in that I can state, feel it. like I know you can feel it, but. And I'm sure people can probably feel it, that my voice is still very grounded. They right? can see it. They can see it. And
0: so how it. do you stay grounded when you're in a high state? Because I, my struggle is when right. I'm in a high state, I feel like I'm flying and right. I'm doing amazing things, but I'm like, it's like I, I figured out how to get the plane in the air mm-hmm. and I'm ripping, mm-hmm. but I'm going to crash land because I oh, haven't no. learned how to land the plane. Breath. Breath? Breath. All right. Well, that solves that then.
1: Breathe. <laughs> 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 like literally.
0: Second podcast in a row that we do a breathing exercise.
1: Really? Rob turcott, Do you know him? I, I know of him. Well, you know him well, now. Well, he knows who I am. If oh I'm my. Honest. I'm sorry, but he knows my dad. So like. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Jim. Yes. I think my dad trained with him somewhere somehow.
0: Infinite training.
1: I, yeah, something. I don't know. I forget, but I know that somehow Rob one time asked about me because he saw I was in Bali or whatever. So I thought that was interesting. All right, so but... I rudely
0: interjected there and yes. you were doing a breath. So you want to do a little, a, a little breath exercise. So everyone, oh, wow. the trillions of people yes. in the Federation can do this okay, with so us. So
1: wherever you are, um, even if you're driving, I think a lot of people listen to podcasts as they're driving the easiest way to, cause not only is breath really beneficial for bringing you back in the present, but it also, it also triggers the parasympathetic nervous system. Where in that state, you're no longer in survival, right? Like your body is not tense. It's not, it doesn't think it needs to fight or freeze or fly like nothing. It's just, it just is right. So the easiest breath that you can do is, I mean, there's so many different types, but it's the four, seven, eight breath. So you inhale through the nose for four seconds.
0: Let's do it all together. Can you, can you speak it? I will speak it. Well, you're a pro. I am. You're a a professional. So let's, (laughs) let's do this.
1: So you want to relax your body. And your shoulders and your stomach.
0: <laughs> well, my abs.
1: Your abs you got to let go of your abs, oh, man. No. I know. I know. Okay. So you got to release, and especially your hips, too. A lot of tension in the hips. Yeah. Just like have the all you need to do is have the intention of like, oh, right, hips relax. So just be a potato, basically. If you want to close your eyes, you can close your eyes. I'll Not if you're driving. You. Not if you're driving, but I'll look, close my eyes. I, you can close your eyes. All right. Let's go. And I'll guide you. And just taking a deep breath in through your nose and bring the breath as low as possible in your lower part of your stomach and you hold the breath when it's full. Relax your shoulders, relax your body. Four, five, six, and seven. And now you want to exhale through your mouth for eight seconds, extremely slow. And release tension in your jaw. and do it again. So deep inhale for four seconds, bring the breath as low as possible, and hold the breath, and relax the body, relax the jaw, relax the tongue. Four, five, six, seven, and exhale through your mouth for eight seconds. Two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven. <laughs> so just from those two breaths what do you experience
0: well uh, I feel relaxed Mm -hmm. like I was kind of like laughing while I was doing it because I I was making faces
1: yes yes but notice also how like your inhale was quite strong and your exhale was not exactly at eight seconds did you notice how you have trouble to like fully exhale
0: yeah well I let out too much too soon
1: right so that's what usually happens when the sympathetic nervous system is kind of shooting. So practicing to So I'm control, very nervous like I told you. Maybe. <laughs> so your body automatically breathes like think about it like an animal, right? When when it's scared that something's going to attack, it's not going ah, it's literally going yeah. where do I go? So We, As we can control our breaths, we can control our experiences as humans where things feel much more present and peaceful and graceful and effortless. You're also experiencing the emotions a lot better. You're allowing things to move through a lot smoother. And just in that space now we say that we get grounded. But I'm sure right now you can even experience a little bit more of like yeah, I'm focused. I feel clear a little bit. Yeah. I I got that
0: brain buzz a little bit.
1: Right. Exactly. So imagine this is if I, if I have clients where we talk and I literally like, I can't even hear her breathe or like, she just feels like really tense. I'm like, okay, we're just going to chill for a sec. And like, just at least three times, we're going to do the four, seven, eight. And from that, you can already hear in her voice where she's just like, okay, I feel better. And now it's like, all right, now we can get to, to the down to business because now it's almost like your subconscious is more, it's not so restricted. Your conscious mind is not so restricted. Your heart is not so restricted. So everything's a little bit easier to tap into. You can't really talk about somebody's trauma if they're like, they're constantly like, Oh my God, I wasn't, you know, like, it's not going to happen. They're too, they're in survival mode nothing comes through in survival mode.
0: And they're probably really nervous in that moment. Very, you know, cause they, they've taken the plunge. They've mm-hmm. taken the leap to talk to you and mm-hmm. seek guidance. Absolutely. And so they're like,
1: Ooh. yeah, exactly. So I need, to, I need them to calm down, to come back to the heart, bring the energy in the heart, um, and just allow themselves to just be just like, just be here now. Just be, there is nothing else to do. So there's a lot of clarity that comes through when they're in that space. And it makes my work a lot easier too. Um, Not that I need it to be specifically easy um, because I, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at it at this point in time. But I think that something I'm able to really do and what I've learned even through, you know, states of consciousness is that when you're in for most part, again, 80, 20%, I would say when you're in the most part vibrating at a higher state of consciousness you bring an energy that's very grounding and, and feels really safe for people so people want to talk to you they can feel that energy of like i can say anything i can feel anything i can be anything and that person will accept me because we have a high caliber and it's not to say even just from that state that anything high or low is or is good or bad because i think at the end of the day it's just an experience so if you can just detach yourself from that and just understand that you're just vibrating at a certain caliber. And if things constantly feel very forceful, you're probably in low states. And I think it's just like, well, do you want to live in that state where everything feels so forced and dramatic and hard and tough and rough? Or do you want to experience a life that's like graceful and peaceful and more fluid and Things show up like synchronicities or experiences that are just like, oh my God, how did this happen? Like, it's like the universe heard me. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're now in flow. You're in flow with the universe. So it feels and, a lot better.
0: And you're resonating at a frequency now that's more agreeable. and that Because before, re- resonating at that, that frequency, the undesirable fre- frequency, mm-hmm. it's giving me more of that. And, but
1: notice how your brain went to desire. Remember like desire oh, yes, is like, but like
0: it, it I is I know, I know it Just is take desirable. It, out. <laughs> it but we never say like whenever synchronicities happen, we say, Oh my god, like I visualized this mm-hmm. and, and it and it came to to fruition. Mm-hmm. This happened, I manifested it. Mm-hmm. But when you're like in a shit vibe, hmm you never say, Oh, I manifested this and this and this and this. So
1: that's what really we do exactly constantly. constantly and it becomes our standard. So that's why
0: when something yeah, we are a manifesting machine all the time. People like people ask me, "Are we in the Are we in the fifth? Di- like, how do I tap into the fifth dimension? You are glued to the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. But whatever vibe yep. you're resonating at is what you're gonna get. Yep. So if you're, that's what it's all about. So like we see these miracles that happen once in a while. It's just because we're not usually in that state mm-hmm. for that long, mm-hmm. and uh, we we we. Our ego believes that normal everyday life is the lower frequency life
2: mm-hmm.
0: because that's where it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's why like gravity things fall down. Mm-hmm. So it's more comfortable at the base mm-hmm. and its, it's, that's where it's comfortable in the bones. Mm-hmm. But uh, who knows?
1: Who knows? But I think that's, that's, that's where I started to, cause for me, even when I started doing my work, I was like there's so many different aspects of this. Like what the fuck do I call this? Like, I don't know. I I just, this was my experience and I knew it was working and there was something that was missing in the science aspect of things and the spiritual aspect of things. And even me, like people who see me on camera, like you wouldn't assume them like a spiritual person. Cause I'm not wearing the fucking crystals and like, you know the white robe or whatever like aren't I'm, you
0: wearing a crystal on your necklace or something No, it's a little shell
1: okay well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're so far away I,
1: oh yeah so far <laughs> six feet apart yeah. right um but it's really interesting because people look at me and they're like oh my god you're spiritual like i never would have thought like it doesn't look like it and i'm like well because i'm not part of that woo-woo crap where i need to prove or defend shit yeah, that it's, is not, it's not
0: an outfit that you wear
1: no it's not an outfit. it's an embodiment it's an energy it's an energy. And then I was like, wait a second. Like everything is energy. Literally everything is energy. I don't know what the fuck is real in the world, but if I know there's one thing that I can technically depend on is understanding what energy is. And then I was like, Oh my God, this is my work. Like this is it so emotions have energy experiences have energy people have energies um you know this water has an energy your tap water has no energy and mine Boy, I does. went through a Brita filter <laughs> come on so now it really has no energy oh, I, don't know. <laughs> I know it also has no lead <laughs> it, yeah exactly at least at right? least at least um and that's what really has led me into doing what I do today and the same thing with like the whole energy thing that I'm starting to teach now it's like you know, I'm sure people were like, why is this self-healing coach talking about monergy? Which for people who don't know, monergy is this concept that I created that came out actually during a plant medicine journey of mine where I was just like, blah, 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 monergy. And my friend was like, oh, my God, you need to teach this. And it just came. That
0: sounds like a, a branding miracle.
1: I, it was. It really was. And I was like, I need to teach monergy. Like, this is it. And so monergy is the energy of money. Understanding how it works, why it's there, you know, just just healing your own relationship with monergy. Um, And that's really interesting. So people were like, what the fuck is a self-healing coach teaching monergy for? Like, what the hell? But if if healing consists of energies and if you are an extension of your energetic system in every aspect of your life in money relationships sex business health wealth whatever why is money different it's not if everything is energy well it's just
0: another av- it's just another uh, vertical of that of that business because 100% energy is a ma- like our world is a manifestation of mm-hmm. our energy mm-hmm. of energies mm-hmm. so a lot of people have big issues with with money it's it's another thing it's another source of like um ego narratives that Mm -hmm. don't serve you. And that will, if you, if they're not addressed, will make you repeat these, these not ideal Mm -hmm. um, situations when it comes with, with money. It's, it's, it's another, it's another trauma that needs to be addressed.
1: Yep. And a lot of it comes from our family. That's the problem. Like for me, I realized that a lot of it was from my dad's side of the family who was very wealthy but yet always in scarcity. And I was like, "What?" and I would experience literally the same things where like I'd buy things or, you know, get my new car. And then all of a sudden I'm like literally driving as though something bad's going to happen. Like I'm waiting for it. And I was like, why am I being like this? And then I realized that a big part of the energy on my dad's side was everything was conditional Like you get one thing, something bad happens and we live in a very conditional world. So it's very normal. People wait for the shoe to drop all the time, new relationships, something new, something, a new business venture, something like they're waiting for the shoe to drop. And so because they expect that, they actually attract that. And then it happens and they're like, ha, you see, I knew it. And it's like, but because you thought that that's what was going to happen, you projected that you attracted that you manifested that good or bad. And so, and I always tell, you know, whoever chooses to work with me, um, I always tell them that the biggest thing that you can do for yourself right here, right now is to have, number one, the awareness of wherever you're at and then have the courage to take ownership and responsibility for whatever you're experiencing. And in terms of calibration, that has a very high energy too. So if you're able to be in ownership ASAP, Wow, your life is about to change. But-
0: That—that's the biggest thing that I that I experience or that I see with other people. It's like mm-hmm. there's two kinds of people. There's people who take responsibility mm-hmm. and people who don't. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm seeing during COVID too. It's like, oh my god, people have a lot of people. It's like they followed the school system. They followed their the life system. They they're just repeating like they're you know they I I've said it in another podcast they. Mm-hmm. They bring their lunchbox to school when they're seven. They eat their snack at 10, 15. They have their lunch, 3 p.m. They have another snack. They go home. They eat their dinner. Mm -hmm. And they repeat this from seven years old till 65. Mm -hmm. And then they retire and, Mm -hmm. I don't know, die a little later. (laughs) But that, I have no idea Mm -hmm. what I was talking about. I
1: have no idea either. Funny enough, I was like, where is he going with this? Okay, we were talking about, (laughs) that's really weird. Maybe it's just not meant to talk about. Oh, no, covid covid so covid is people
0: oh because that kind of life it's like there's no real ownership or responsibility it's like it's like it's like you're a child Mm -hmm. and you go to your job and you get paid and they tell you when to eat and they tell you when this and Mm -hmm. they tell you when to get your vaccine and Mm -hmm. they tell you what to eat (laughs) and they tell you when you can piss and they tell you everything Mm -hmm. but this is like throwing the whole system out of whack so it's like whoa maybe i can do whatever i want Mm -hmm. are you are you saying that like, I can build my own immune system? Mm-hmm.
1: That you, I can make my own business, that I can work for myself, that I can have any relationship I want?
0: Exactly. Whoa. Like, I don't have to, like...
1: Do I don't it. have to get married by 23? Are you sure?
0: And in that that whole... It's like the whole system of, like, what you were supposed to do because it's failing now. Yeah. And people can only see something's <laughs> failing if it completely explodes. Right now. And so now they're like, whoa, this, this isn't serving me. I can't mm-hmm. do this. People mm-hmm. who, who followed... The the guidelines to the T mm-hmm. got a real horrible, horrible wake up call this year when they oh, realized that everything's yeah. falling apart. Yep. And as like, it's like when pensions get dropped from companies of people that like have been <gasps> there and like God. all these things, it's like, yep, and that's not taking ownership. Right. That's depending on an outward thing to keep you secure and safe for your entire existence. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I think people like you and I are innately like on a polar opposite of that, yeah. maybe to not. A good degree, either. Mm. Like, well, like self ownership is good, but it's like I, I personally have to learn how to have faith in working with others or depending on people more because I naturally am like I'm going to do it alone.
1: Oh my god, I was just having this conversation like two days ago. Literally, I at the retreat that I had, okay, one of my friends came and helped me out and uh, taught yoga at the same time, and fuck, like she really helped me, and I noticed myself having not anxiety, but like that little pinch of like, what if she doesn't do it right? And I literally noticed myself taking a step back and just going like, it's okay. You can let her, you can trust her. And I was like, whoa, never experienced that like yet. You know, Um, it's definitely coming through more, but I, I, I definitely can relate because I think people like us who choose to live differently at the beginning, it, it there is a lot of leading that we need to do for ourselves in order to live the life that we want to do. We have to take that step. We have to lead ourselves where whichever way we want to go. And then when we're finally in that space, now we can create a little bit more space for others to come through and to help us.
0: But we need to do that early grind yeah. on our own because we're, we're paving our own so. way.
1: I think so. Yes.
0: And we can't bring other people in the door unless until there's like at least a little bit of a roof on the yeah, head first. Yeah,
1: yeah, completely. And I think it's just like, I think right now also in during this COVID time is that, you know, the subconscious mind is very habitual, right? And people don't know what they don't know till the they know way that it. I, yeah, well, basically like something happens, right? For them to be like, what the fuck? Like it took them out of that habit and COVID was that massive stomp on the ground was like, it just broke that habit. And now people are going, Whoa, holy shit. Like, wait, like I've been
0: shaken out of their trance. Yep.
1: And that's the only way that you can, your brain will actually stop being in that subconscious place. Like you're not eating at those times. You're not working at an office. You're not getting up at the same time anymore. You're completely taken out of your norm, which is the way to wake which up, which is the norm. Exactly. Right? Like
0: the way, the way that we lived for hundreds of thousands of years or Mm -hmm. whatever varieties of human there were Mm -hmm. was every day was a new adventure. Yep. Constant, um, uh, constant adaptation, Mm -hmm. constant learning, constant Mm -hmm.
2: emotions,
0: (laughs) you know? But like, do they even really need to deal with their emotions because they were just so open and free and react like they were reacting to their environment in a Mm -hmm. sense.
1: Mm -hmm. Like
0: we're pretty complacent compared Mm -hmm. to like,
1: are we talking about like, cave Tasha? Okay. I was going to say like cave times. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't know if okay, so a good way to look at it, for example, is like even the other day I was I was coaching with my one of my clients and um I was really called to bring in her partner and who has been feeling a little off for a little while, but he has a really strong drive. And what I was telling him is that, you know, we both as humans have that masculine and that feminine energy we all have it. Like it's, you're not just a man with masculine energy. Like you're also feminine too, which is like your emotions, your flow, your nurturing side, your, your more gentle side. Like everybody has this. Um, but for, for men, obviously you guys embody more of a masculine and for women, we tend to embody more of a feminine. And for men, it's really important for you guys to have something to hunt. It's really important to have a purpose. Because for women, for example, technically our purpose is already in our bodies to create babies. We're at a point now in in our evolution as humans where we get to transfer and transmute this energy into creations, whether it's a business, art, a family, you get to choose. Back then it was just kind of like make babies and that's it. So for us, it's pretty innate in our bodies to create and to have that deep inner knowing and wisdom, but for men, you don't have that. So when somebody, when a guy doesn't have like that, that direction, that that hunting game, that, that, that drive, that purpose, it's very, very, very hard. And a lot of men get in that state of depression.
0: Is it, it's hard for the guy or hard for the girl?
1: No, it's hard. Well, if you're in a relationship, it's hard for the girl too. Yeah. Because she's going, what the fuck are you doing? You're not and she's getting,
0: well, And she's breathing in that vibe.
1: Yep, 100%.
0: That shameful vibe, the lowest yep. of the low.
1: Oh, the lowest of the low. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I was telling him that I said, you know, he was smoking a lot of weed and I was going, that's not serving you either. And it's completely taking you out of your drive it, into into your hunt, you know, like get back in those animalistic in like energies and like allow yourself to feel and to go and to explore and, you know, be in that space. And at the same time, in terms of relationships, like your partner will always be the opposite of whatever you're at. And if you're not, you're, you're just going to clash. You're going to literally always fight. You're always going to like, you know, hit heads and, and just be stubborn. Like you see that all the time. Right. So what was happening in that relationship that I thought was so interesting is that she was embodying a very, uh, masculine energy for a long time. And he was embodying a very feminine energy for a long time. And as we've been doing the work together, her and I, she's been embodying more of her feminine, which has been very fluid and loving. And then he's kind of like, you know, what the fuck's happening? Like, I don't really know how to adjust. Yeah, so, this the ba- energy. so
0: as she changed,
1: he does too. He
0: did he right away or is no, that where the problem happened?
1: No, the problem was already there before. So basically what happens is that as she changes, he feels that and he's going, whoa, like, like what's happening? Cause he's recalibrating too. Right. Because she is. So I, that day I was like, let's, let's talk all of us. So I was explaining them what was happening. I said, you know, she's going in that direction. Um, she is embodying more of a feminine, which is actually great. Now she's more in her harmony. So things are coming through. She's in that creative mode. You know, she, re- she's really excited about her work and you're now being called to embody more of your masculine energy. And he's like, holy shit. And I'm like, so there needs to be that, like that hunt again. And she came to my retreat and they didn't talk for the whole weekend. And that was like, we had that call. She came and then she went home and she was like, holy fuck. Like he took complete ownership of his life. Stopped smoking, like completely just decided to like, I'm in this, like I'm going for the hunts. Like I'm creating my hunt. And I was like, good.
0: Creating that inner fire. Right. Yes. And that's, that's a very big thing with, with guys is, is that. We don't have to go hunt. We don't have to bring meat home to Mm -hmm. our, to our family. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to, to get stuck on the couch, watching porn, smoking weed, doing all these things that really deteriorate your inner motivation.
1: 100%.
0: And I'm a completely different person when I'm, let's say in that state, Mm -hmm. I'm always the, I always have this like fiery ambition within me, Mm -hmm. but I have to fight Mm-hmm. In order to be that. It's very it's rad- good it's
1: good for you men to fight. It's it's in you. When you look at tribal days, right? Like we had the women inside like the tribe taking care of the kids, cooking, nurturing and actually tuning in to guidance for men. And the men were hunting and fishing and protecting and providing whatever they needed. And anytime, I mean this might be a little TMI for whoever's not used to this conversation, but fuck it, like we're open here, but Especially when women were on their periods, men knew that they had a stronger connection to source, the divine 5D, whatever you want to call it. And they would come to women, ask them for guidance. Where do we go next? Where do we bring our tribe? What should I do? What do I need to heal? Because they knew. And that to me is just like, it's fucking mind-blowing how- It's
0: like the women were the generals. Yes. And the men were the soldiers. Yep. Which really- is is very interesting it is
1: very interesting and you know we hear a lot right now even like um the feminine rising like i don't know if you've heard of this before okay so in the more spiritual woo-woo side of things right now like the feminine is rising and so a lot of people think that we're talking about the women and i don't agree i think it's the feminine within us that is rising we've been living in a very masculine world for a very long time structured, linear thinking, problem, solution, business. Not, not
0: very 5D, huh?
1: No, not, no, not really. So, so
0: would that make me tremendously feminine? Art, 5D? I think. I feel like I'm a good balance of those things. So
1: what's interesting about you, because I know where you've been and where you're at, is that in my opinion, law of energy is that when you hit one extreme, you have to hit the opposite in order to find flow again. You experience your masculine extreme, in your business side of things, when you still worked for your dad, right, and then you experienced the complete opposite, where you were just like,
0: well, especially mind when blowing. he when he passed away, hundred percent. I was
1: he was your catalyst,
0: yeah. Because I, I don't even say I don't even think before that I was in my full masculine. I was still making my art and thinking but, about this and that.
1: But even like toxic masculine is a thing too. There's different sides of masculine, which is very yeah. Interesting. It was like
0: macho stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think, you know, you went through the opposite extreme and I feel like now you're in your flow. You're in that harmony space because you experienced both. And it, it almost is part of awakening. You see a lot of people when they start to awaken or whatever you want to call it, you know, kind of go through like a spiritual awakening or a realization, whatever you want to call it. Um, they go vegan. You see a lot of that because they're like, what the fuck? Like they start to realize that like, there's this whole thing of like the food industry and they're like. What the hell? Like, I've spent all these years eating all this meat, all this shit food. I need I need to change this. I need to change. So, literally, they experience the complete opposite. But it's almost part of it because then they come back into harmony. To baseline. Yes. To,
0: not baseline, to, to harmony. Yeah. That's, that's a great way to say it. It's yeah. like you find the best of both worlds. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening in our world right now is that we've been, even with business, you know, typical things like, money doesn't grow in trees or don't take it personal, it's just business or, you know, um, not taking care of their employees as companies because it's business or whatever the fuck it is. Like, it's such bullshit. It's very linear thinking. It's very small-minded. It's very, like I said, problem solutions, toxic masculine, very much so.
0: But most, I'd say most big companies now mm-hmm. are are not like that. Oh, I know. Because it's bad for business. Exactly. And, and, and I'd say, you could say it's spiritual or yep. you could also say that output is just better when you treat your employees better. Mm-hmm. Your company grows better. so it, It's like a, a communist country, like, like Russia versus, let's say, the United States. Mm-hmm. One is more free. The other one is seemingly less free, right? Right. But there's mm-hmm. way more scientific revolutions and tech revolutions in a freer world where you can have blue hair and call yourself- mm-hmm. So uh, there's more creation non- when they because, embody
1: more of a feminine energy as a company.
0: Because there- There is that space. Yeah. And you need the, like they say, you need the the ones- the people who create the technological revolutions or mm-hmm. the the inventors mm-hmm. they're the freaks yep. they're the outsiders of society so if you can encourage them to feel free mm-hmm. and not be you know not get a beating for being a little weird mm-hmm. where let's say most com- like some i would assume because i haven't been mm-hmm. are are not as open mm-hmm. communist countries are not as open mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to your free your your free expression mm-hmm. and the result is like who's the most powerful you know, in the, in the world. Mm. And I I think it's because of the technology and the technology comes yeah. from the out, the thinkers who were free and allowed yeah. to, to experience and, and create without having to be in that parasympathetic zone of like, okay, can I do this? Do I have to look over my shoulder? Because mm-hmm. if you don't have to look over your shoulder, oh, you oh, can, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Exactly.
1: Which is great. And I think. <sighs> it's interesting cause I'm about to say this, but every time I'm saying it lately, it feels a little off, but I was going to say, I, I think we all deserve to live that life to not have to look over our shoulders, um, or to live in survival. But I, I'd still, you know, last couple months, not that anything happened to me specifically, but I did kind of realize that there are definitely really bad people in the world. And it's not that I don't think that they deserve either that, but it's, it's, do you see where I'm getting at here? I totally like, get it.
0: So, so there's, there's a question of like, there, let's say there are very bad people in the yes. world. Are, I just see them as products of their environment and their genetic and this and that and that and that. Yeah. And that's why plants need to build defense mechanisms Mm -hmm. and that's why countries need armies and that's why we need to be able to (laughs) defend ourselves sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's not because we don't want to and it's not because we don't want them to be free and rid of their ego and like a a fulfilled person but there's always going to be there's going to be an animal in the jungle that's going to want to fuck you up and there are people like that
1: if you live in survival
0: if you live in so what do you mean
1: so like Remember, we were talking about like low states of consciousness and like you're usually in lo- in survival mode when you're yeah. in that space. So let's say you're living in a space where you're in high states of consciousness. Would you still feel the need to defend for yourself if there is if you're out of the survival mode?
0: Uh, no. No, but there's, there's always exceptions to the rule. Yes. So you can be in I'm your, just picking your you, brain. I hope you, can, you know that. <laughs> yeah, totally. You can be on your, on your farm. Yeah. You could be all beautiful mm-hmm. and you have your family and you're free flowing and you're wonderful. And then something happens and some, some, some army of like hooligans <laughs> comes over and just destroys everything and right. and fucks you up big time. Yep. That can happen. A hundred percent. It's it, it, you could have been flowing just great and, and for some reason that was set on your course. Yep. There's 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 no ruling that out. No. That can happen cuz another illusion I think that we have cuz we're still a very primitive species, yes. extremely primitive. Okay? Yeah. And so we we live in this safe from I know a lot of people like myself. It's it's relatively safe. We live in this safe world. So we start to forget the laws of nature. Mm. And we are animals. Mm. Just like in nature. Mm -hmm. And we, just because we usually live in peaceful times, it doesn't mean that at any point some bad shit can happen Mm -hmm. because we are just products of nature and nature is a, is a cruel beast. Mm -hmm. And And you can't control it either. No. And so in our daily lives within, I see like within the safe zone and like, you know, the 5D and frequency and all this good stuff, amazing. And it will guide you and it'll do all these great things. Absolutely, But sometimes shit will hit the fan.
1: Yep. And I think that's part of the human experience too. Absolutely. And I think at the end of the day, it's understanding all of this and choosing to really, first of all, I would say like, um, where do you feel like you put your power into external things? I would really ask yourself that, like whoever is listening to this, like, what do you put your external power into constantly day after day after day? And then what do you attach to? And I'm not just talking about physical things, but like if I took this away from you, do you think that your world would crumble? You know, would you have a breakdown? Would you think that the world is over? Um, because at the end of the day, I think as humans, we're way too attached to a lot of things, and especially people. We're very like people cling on to their partners as like, I need this person. And I think if you're able to live in a space of surrender, so when these things happen, Do you think when the tree is experiencing a hurricane, it's going, fuck my life. I'm experiencing a hurricane. No, it's flowing with it. And it's going, this is going to end soon because everything is temporary. Everything. Law of nature is cyclical. It's circular. It's not straight. It's not linear. But we've been living in a linear world most of our lives.
0: We live on such a tiny fragment of time and space Mm-hmm. and everything so mm-hmm. like we have these ideas of what the world is like mm-hmm. because we've experienced so little of it yeah and i think our attachment to things as a people is only because we we a lot of people and this is the again there's always equal good and equal bad or the,
1: maybe there just is
0: there just is yeah that's that's the way i i see it right it it, it just is yeah but for for sake of of argument when you have this society that's you know, relatively safe and you, you have this life and you can plan your career and you can do all these things. You're not, the the price to pay is that you, you've never really experienced what you can really do. Mm -hmm. Like people have never seen what they really have. Mm -hmm. They've never been put to the test and achieved and felt this state of like, I can do anything Mm -hmm. no matter what hits me. Mm -hmm. Perhaps we've lived that in a, in a, in a small way Mm -hmm. where we've experienced things in life that have, have made us grow because we didn't just get like this. Perhaps we, perhaps like we, maybe we had this innately a little bit, but life yeah. hits you in the head with a hammer mm-hmm. and you, you figure out how to rebuild yourself. I think a lot of people haven't been hit with a hammer and I 2020 agree. is a hammer.
1: It's a fucking hammer.
0: It's a hammer. And yeah. I, I think that's a great thing for a lot of people. It is. I don't want to it's say, so obviously, uh, obviously like people are dying and people lives are all fucked up and they're losing their jobs. Horrible. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm seeing a lot of people who are rising to the occasion. Yeah, They're starting online businesses. Oh, it's They're they're thinking about their health in a different way. They're thinking about a world where perhaps it's not all taken care of for them. Mm -hmm. And so there's this responsibility and this sense of like, like imagine you've gone your whole life and you've never like really achieved something and felt proud. No wonder you'd be resonating at a low frequency. Like you'd be resonating at shame because even if you're not aware of it, your ego doesn't let you be aware of it, Mm -hmm. but your soul knows or whatever your consciousness is or it yeah. it knows and so that's why those are the ones who judge people or want to cancel mm-hmm. people or want to do this or that it's easier it's easier because you're not dealing with your own shit yep and jordan peterson he says this amazing quote he says before you judge anyone or try to change the world mm. uh clean your bedroom <laughs> he's like don't 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 tell people how to run the world <laughs> so before before you put your socks away yeah you know and put your shit in the laundry mm-hmm. and i think that's uh That's a good way to look at things.
1: Well, they do say the best way to understand how your subconscious mind works or what it's made up of is to just observe your environment. It's a pure reflection of it. So your space, your friends, your job, um, what you choose to do with your time, that is all a reflection of your subconscious mind. So in order to change your life, you need to change your environment, change your subconscious mind. I love
0: this. I love this because (laughs) what is this logo behind me?
1: The galactic... I can't see it. It's the, the Galactic
0: Federation of Time Travelers, but oh, this right, logo right. over here. Okay. Oh,
1: yes, we spoke about this. I remember I asked you when you so got the, it done. This
0: big circle. Yes. Is the subconscious it's the mind. mind. That
1: is the conscious.
0: And it's small. Yep,
1: it's tiny. And the
0: subconscious mind, in terms of our being, runs a lot of the operating system.
1: Mm-hmm. All of so it. 90%.
0: 95
1: 95%. So, so if you
0: can manage to adjust your environment, your food habits, the people, mm-hmm. all this stuff you'll be programming this bad boy over here Mm -hmm. and then you're, it's like you're rewiring your system. Completely. And then the things that you want to do, first of all, this will allow you to see what you really want to see Mm -hmm. and then you'll be aligned and then you can become a time traveler. Mm -hmm. And you
1: can do anything you want.
0: Exactly. Or at least, at least it it gives us, it gives us the choice, the freedom, the the freedom to choose what we want to do or, you know, because if you're not, if you, if you're not taking care of your inputs, Mm. Or your environment, your food, those are all inputs. Mm-hmm. Then you are on autopilot. Completely. You're on autopilot. When you're on autopilot, you are not the, you're not the driver. Mm-hmm. The ego is driving. Mm-hmm. And the ego is the autopilot. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have lived their entire lives in autopilot. 100%. And when you're dealing with someone who is really easy, easily offended or judging other people or saying really shit things, I just see them as in autopilot. Yep. Their machine, this vessel that we yeah. inhabit, is in autopilot, and yeah. so that's why I don't think it's sugarcoating anything to say that I, I'm really not mad at them.
1: No, nope.
0: because I I totally understand that I can't be mad at a machine. No, nope. a machine's just a machine. It's yeah. it's doing what it thinks it needs to do.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: But and, the, I, and yeah. I think
1: I think the biggest way that you can see if you're spiritually sugarcoating anything is if you're resisting it, if you're avoiding it. Like if you're literally, this is my concept, anything that you're, you're literally trying and not to like observe, like see and, and really face and you are avoiding it. There is, cause everything's energy, right? You literally need an energy to push it away, to keep it away, to keep it on the back burner. So that actually drains you a lot. And there's a lot of people that have, um, you know, traumas or energetic blockages that are e- extremely exhausted all the time. You see this all the time now. Everyone's exhausted. It's like, yeah, because you're not allowing this energy to come out. And it's it's very it's so normalized. It's so weird, but it's so normalized.
0: You see memes about it. Well, you see all the memes time. about that. You see memes about anxiety and depression. They're, yeah. they're like like they, they say like 5% of the population's like anxious or depressed five percent bullshit it's like 95 percent. it's like
1: 98 it's so weird it's so normal like who's
0: who's doing these like but
1: the thing is dude is that anxiety is not normal that's what's so fucked up well and i like, think it
0: is normal if you put an animal in a box yeah and i see a lot of animals in boxes here
1: but what's so mind-fucking is like this is a problem with the ego and like the victim is the ego is the victim so here i am the other day and i'm talking about anxiety and depression i'm like. It's normalized, but it's not normal. As in like, you don't have to fucking live in this way. And then, I don't know why I'm holding my finger like this, but apparently- you were on, on your him. phone maybe? <laughs>
0: yeah. Checking it? I don't know. So I was on
1: Instagram.
0: Like, yeah, I was on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> <doing> 1948.
1: <laughs> Big computer screen. But, and I was telling them that, and I could, I could sense that people were probably like, you think I chose this? You think I want to live in anxiety? And I'm like, well- honestly, there's a part of you somewhere, somehow that is attached to that identity because it confirms something. And that's the problem with the ego is that it'll consistently confirm your fears and your wants. And it's easier to the mind to hold on than to let go. You got
0: to starve that ego.
1: Yeah, you do. And you need to fucking loosen your grip. This is my new analogy. Look, you would like this. So the more you grip, the more you try to control anything to this one thing, to this one identity, to this- this grip, it actually blocks you from other things to come through, right? Like you can't let in anything inside here because there's this massive control. And the second you let go, you actually create all this space, all these other opportunities for things to come through.
2: I like that. Isn't
1: it so it's Very good? nice. It's I don't very know, nice. I think I was high too when I came up with this. Yeah, that's, that's okay. possible. Whatever, whatever. Really, really good things come out when I'm high, so. Whatever it takes. I know, it just happens. But yeah, I think it's, it's. Uh, but look, could, yeah. <laughs> when when we
0: when our ego it takes resistance or it takes some kind of situation to burst the ego.
1: I hope it happens.
0: And and I think everyone has their time. I think and, and
1: COVID made it happen.
0: I I think it happened on a big level.
1: Yes, and, and we needed that. We really needed that.
0: And in your like in the way that you were explaining things if if everyone's here for a purpose, some people may never learn and that's their purpose for this trip.
1: And they'll have to come back.
0: It's because they were on level one or two. Who knows?
1: And it's really funny because you can really see like, well, for me anyways, I can really sense. I can too. <laughs> yes, of course you can. <laughs> come on, Dash. Yeah. Um. But I think you can really see like who's been here a lot, you know, and then you can really see who's kind of new and you're like, oh, like I had a girl at the retreat I could sense that she's, she, she's kind of new. You like, want to
0: tell her name too?
1: No. <laughs> no, I'm so bad with this. I need to be careful. I am usually very careful because I'm very. It's okay, you're nervous. Uh, confidential about my clients yeah. because I really care about their lives and, and you know what they share with me. It's very, it's sacred. Um, but I, it's, it's really funny to observe a person who's kind of like, it's almost like she was, you know, like a little Bambi in like the forest. And it's kind of like, oh my God, like what is, what is this shit, you know, like just kind of shook, like as though she came from like another planet and like doesn't understand how the planet works. It's really funny. And I'm like, but there's more of those people coming through. So it's almost like maybe I'm wondering if there's like a consciousness reset that's happening and these new souls are coming in are like clean vessels.
0: Yeah. And they're like skipping. Yeah. They're skipping the line because of you. You're here to raise consciousness and you're doing it.
1: I am. Good. I that's amazing. That's
0: what you're supposed to do. I know.
1: And it's and, pretty weird. And it's cool.
0: Someone was telling me the message is in the medium. So it's like the words you say are one thing. But the fact that your words are a vibration, are a frequency. Oh yeah. Even if someone didn't speak the language, they'd be able to to receive mm-hmm. something like that. And that's how I see music. That's mm. why in my music, I don't feel like I need to be overly literal with all the lyrics and stuff, but with the emotion that I made the song and the sounds and mm-hmm. the, and the, the way I'm singing, mm. those all convey are they're a projection of my yeah.
1: frequency. It's a vibration.
0: It's a vibration. We don't
1: even realize how I was talking about this actually in my last energy webinar that if you're able to see your voice as like, it has an infinity sign around it. So as you share and talk, even just us through this podcast, I'm emitting a frequency and it's always going to come back right inside my being. So it's really important that you're careful of the words you use. And this is why a lot of people are like, so why bother with affirmations? Like, well, what the fuck is the point? You know, or like mantras, like, why do they work? And the reason is because those words have an energy frequency to them. So if I can hear somebody constantly saying, it's really hard, um, I'm scared. I don't want to. Um, I don't know how. I'm dumb. I'm stupid. I'm fat. I'm ugly. What do you, imagine your body heard everything you said. Well, it does. And But that's what I'm saying. You're programming
0: like, your subconscious mind to believe that reality.
1: Time, all the time. So, and But that's the problem is that it's so habitual and it's so deeply in the subconscious that they have no idea that they're saying it. till so somebody goes, stop. Do you hear what you just said? I've had, I, it's always, she always pops in my mind. I had this client who's been on her spiritual path forever, like 10, 10, plus years. And she's like, I'm still in the same space. Like I, I still feel blocked. Like I do the yoga, I do the meditation, blah, blah, blah. Don't say that. No, no, her. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm don't say, say I'm
0: blocked because you'll be blocked. No, no, I'm
1: not. I'm not. I'm I'm just. No, not you. Oh, her. Her. Oh, yeah. she's saying exactly. I'm blocked and yes. I'm still in the same place. Exactly. Then
0: that's. She exactly. is. Exactly. She's programming
1: that narrative. Exactly. And she kept. So we're and I'm like, I'm just observing, you know, I take my step back and I'm like, OK, let's keep talking. Let's figure out what the subconscious mind is talking about. Blah, 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 blah. And then she goes. She keeps saying, but Tash, you don't understand. It's so hard. It's so hard And like, you know, changing my relationship is hard. And so she just kept saying it and I stopped her and I'm like, listen, did you just hear what you said? She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, what is the last thing you just said right now? And she goes, that is hard. And I said, so what are you reaffirming? She's like, that is hard. And I'm like, so what's happening? Well, it's hard. And I'm like, do you see what you are? It's easy
0: peasy, (laughs) lemon squeezy. So
1: I'm like, what if it was easy? And she goes, I don't know. And I'm like, can you say it? And she's like, it's easy. Like, she's looking at me like, the fuck is this bullshit, you know? And I'm like, just say it. Just keep saying it. It's easy. And she's like, okay, well, it's easy.
0: Have you been coaching her for 10 years?
1: I have not. I coached her for three months and her whole life changed.
0: Okay, great. Because uh, you'd be a pretty shit coach. <laughs> can you coach. imagine?
1: No, 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 no. Like, that was my whole point, though. it was, it was like,
0: stealing her money?
1: Oh, my God. I don't even know. Like, that's... I was like this... Like, it's so... And that's, that's where I'm like, okay, we need people, especially in like the whole spiritual things aspect of the world. It's like, stop spiritually sugarcoating bullshit because well, it's no, like they're, helping ju- they're not
0: spiritually sugarcoating. They're just, they're well, just I'm lying. Saying, whoever
1: was trying to help her previously, whoever that was, like, I don't know who it was, but like, obviously it wasn't helping her, you know, because she's still not bubble of like, poor me. Of self-doubt her. and like yeah. misery. And like, and, and. Since then, like literally, and it was funny too, because she even sent me like a meme a couple of days ago. And the meme was like, this is again, the, the norm of the world doesn't mean that it's actually normal, but it was like, marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your hard, Fitness is hard. I Um, saw that. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, that's that, the that, shit that's fucking going around yeah. right now. And she sent it to me, and she's like, "Should I tell someone that it's easy?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you should. You actually should yell it to everyone."
0: Well, And you see how unpopular it is yeah. to say so- that something uh, is is not like difficult. And- I know, like you're gonna you're gonna get heat. Well, well, I have this, and mm-hmm. I know someone who like mm-hmm. well,
1: and that's actually a big block even for people to be financially abundant and prosperous because especially in a space where it's easier, like let's say I worked 10 hours a week and I was like making, I don't know, 10, 15 grand a month. Like a lot of us as humans don't want to say that because then we're triggering that potential rejection of the world and society. Well,
0: you don't fit into the tribe if you're making more money than everyone else. And then you can't
1: survive in a tribe. So don't say it because God forbid, what if you can't survive?
0: But if you can recognize how ludicrous that is, then you can just choose your words
1: So it all comes back down to awareness. awareness.
0: Yeah. Like if you're aware, you can, you can,
1: you can do anything. Yeah.
0: And and you know how to read your audience and play your audience because not everyone's on the same vibe. But with awareness, you can go outside yourself. Yeah. And it's, and it's not about not being true to yourself, it's about being logical. Yep. I always look at it like I want to have the most uh, enjoyable um, interaction with Mm -hmm. the person I'm dealing with. Mm. And if I can gauge what kind of, vibe they are, then I will mm-hmm. play to that audience mm-hmm. so that we can have a mutually beneficial thing. I don't mm-hmm. want to fight and struggle and battle. Like if, if someone says something kind of condescending mm-hmm. in, in like a kind of passive aggressive way, I'll mm-hmm. be like, uh, yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> Just let them you know, have and, it. And that,
0: that, that always throws people yeah, off. Yeah, they're like, what? Um, another thing though you were talking about earlier was about um, we don't let things out, right? We, yeah. We're never expressing it. Um, and it just, I, I'm very vocal now mm. for the last little while. Mm-hmm. If, if I, like I need to address something yeah, and set a boundary mm-hmm. or, or voice my dis-ease with something that's going on. Right. And that's like a, it's, it's something that has to be done sometimes mm-hmm. and it's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I forgot the word I'm looking for, but it's, uh, like when you have to bring something up to someone, mm-hmm. in in the moment or whatever. Like for example, I I'm very like sensitive to sound, mm. and I'm very irritable when like let's let's say someone's like slapping their pen, or going like mm. that, or or just like just moving like this. Mm-hmm. And the way the way I see it, and maybe I'm I'm just creating my own narrative, is like someone's movements or sounds are doing are a projection of their frequency, and sometimes 100%. it's just fucking me up. Yeah, and so I'll say, hey. Peace and love. Can you, uh, stop, love. Stop, can you, you stop? Stop moving. You stop tapping. Yeah. Can you stop slapping that pen on the table? Can you stop <laughs> slapping that gum? And and they're never aware of it, but I bring it up, and instead of me not saying anything and being tormented for two hours, I say that, and they're totally fine with it. Yeah. Totally cool. Sometimes, like someone will get really offended.
1: Yeah. Of course. But
0: but honestly, I don't care.
1: So why do you think it's so hard for you to express your boundaries?
0: Oh, I don't think it is. It maybe it was, but it's not now. It's
1: not anymore. No,
0: I I kind of enjoy it. Okay. That's good. Because you know what? I know what made that made me cross that threshold Hmm. is that I know there are other people like me who don't speak up. Yes. And there's people in the room, whether it's someone, uh, playing music unreasonably loud Mm -hmm. at an event that does not require that. And they're totally not mindful of anyone else in the room. Mm -hmm. I'll say something as the Batman of the room Mm -hmm. and they might take it very poorly, Mm -hmm. but I know that everyone else in the room will have benefited from me speaking up. And I've, I've always felt that need to do things like that.
1: Mm -hmm. It's it's humans are big time people pleasers and we're so afraid of rejection and we're always, this is what I've summed up for the year is that we don't, we are scared of truth. We take things way too personally. We're always assuming we are so scared of rejection. We always ask for permission. Think about it. Elementary school. You had to literally
0: ask to piss,
1: asked for your bodily fluids to be released naturally. Please, sir, miss. Can you please give me that fucking grant to go and do that?
0: Obedience. Obedience
1: fucking ridiculous. So that's why there's, a, it's so deep in our programming that even if it's like somebody, this is a big thing that we see all the time now is like, even towards starting your business or healing something or a relation, anything, anything, people are always waiting for that knight in shining armor to come through or your princess to fucking save you. No one's going to save you. No one's going to do it for you. No one. And we're constantly subconsciously waiting for that. Like, oh yeah, it's going to happen one day. Oh yeah, it's going like to happen even in business,
0: day. oh, this business deal is going to happen and it's going to yep. like, oh, I'm going to get this record deal and it's going to change everything. Yep. And no, it won't. No, it won't. They're, you think they're going to do the consistent work and effort and all this stuff? Like, sure, that would be a great partnership yep. at some point. Yep. But I can't rely, no. put all my eggs in exactly. another basket. You
1: cannot keep giving your power to something else. Before.
0: It'll always let you down.
1: Always. Well- Okay, so wait. To
0: give all your power to something?
1: Yes. Okay, yeah, that I agree with. I was going to say maybe- Or someone? Because I question everything all the time. I'm like, I was like, is this a limiting belief? You know, because it could be. Um, do I choose to maybe shift that? But I definitely believe that if you well, put I think your we external can find, power-
0: I think we can find an intermittent- like
1: Intermittent fasting? Yes,
0: intermittent fasting. <laughs> it's like, if, if you're not giving everything mm-hmm. and doing all the best work you can, you'll yeah. never- and find that thing that can take you. Yes. Like I call it the super highway. Yes. You need to be on the road going 60 miles an hour. Yep. If you if you can't be in the parking lot hoping that someone's going to teleport you somewhere. If you get on the highway and you're cruising and you're consistent, mm-hmm. you may find a magic 5D exit that's going to take you somewhere oh, man. that you could have never imagined. But oh, if you're man. not on the road, that's what this podcast is. That's I what know. getting the space was. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to, like I want to. I love
1: this space, man. Thank you. you. Like, thanks for inviting me over.
0: Oh, are you kidding me? Are
1: you kidding? This me? is podcast five. Oh my goodness. Yes, that's a good number.
0: It's a great number. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get. I went to LA right, right. for for some movie thing,
1: mm-hmm. and it led
0: to music thing, and I met a producer, right. and I met this like record label yeah, guy, I remember. and all we this were great stuff about it. After uh, one we thing. did our breath work. Remember? Yes, yes. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> was not so good. Yeah. And if we- ever
1: you're in LA, sorry, I'm gonna just say like I'm gonna hop on here, but if ever you're, you're in LA, um, look up Starbuck Rob on uh instagram he's a breathwork teacher and has the most amazing playlists ever for breathwork that was the class that, we did
0: oh it was amazing it was i was so shaking
1: good. i know we were so high after like what is life
0: yeah, yeah no mushrooms just no real. mushrooms just breath it was amazing my was body was cramping
1: yeah, yeah, yeah unbelievable it was so good sorry i cut you off keep going
0: well i totally forgot what i was saying oh sorry <laughs> no, no, it's okay. I cut you off like a million see? times.
1: apologizing.
0: Yeah, but that's okay. That's a decent apology.
1: I mean, I could just be like, my bad, instead of like,
0: so uh, sorry. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's we're, ca- but we're always- Canadian.
1: I- <laughs> that's a Canadian
0: thing, too. It's a Canadian thing. We apologize for everything.
1: That was what I was saying at the girls at the retreat. I'm like, no more apologizing for just fucking being like. Well, because like this conversation goes where it needs to go. It does.
0: We shouldn't apologize because no one's really cutting ourselves off. No. We're giving I don't each think other so. time to speak. And then when we speak, we take it where we want to go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so. LA, one thing led to another. I got this space because I wanted to work on making some videos mm-hmm. for uh, for my time travel stuff and my future predictions and like mm-hmm. fun stuff like that. And that led me to learning about video editing and outsourcing stuff. And it made me more comfortable with the idea of starting a podcast. Yeah, I got comfortable with filming and recording and all that stuff. And it led me here. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when you commit to something, mm-hmm. it takes you somewhere, not where you plan on 100%. going. 100%. But it takes you somewhere.
1: Like even for me now, like I, like there's so much. So this is what we we're talking about at the beginning. And I was like, oh, let's just keep it for the podcast. But there's like so much showing up that I'm like, I don't even know where this is coming from. Like my one-on-one clients, like I'm booked. Like I don't even think I can take more in. Which so
0: is your podcast contributing to that?
1: I think so. Like I'm getting messages of like, hey, found you on your podcast, like, really love your content, you know, want to work with you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool. Like I, and, and I find that really cool, but it's, it's really interesting because it wasn't really my intention. My intention was just to, I, I mean, I always kept hearing that like people enjoy my voice and it's very soothing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And so, uh, when I started creating like guided meditations, um, people were just like, can you do more? Or like, I just want to listen to you talk all day. And I was like, strange. Okay. Why wouldn't you? I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's my, like, I don't, I don't know, whatever. So, and I I feel like I have quite an active, like, throat chakra or like an energy that's just like, there's a lot of speaking. I love talking to my stories. I'm not shy. Like, I'm very open and I love to share. And um, for me, I think humans learn best through stories And conversations. I think it's the best way for us to be like, wow, whatever, like he said that really stuck with me or like, you know, we, we hear stories and we create these images in our heads and we're like, whoa, like that's crazy or whatever. So that's why I created my podcast. I was like, this is really going to help a lot of
0: people. It's a perfect vessel for you. Yeah. Because, you know, like some people are really tall and athletic, so they play basketball. Yeah. You have a super developed throat chakra. Uh. So podcast, <laughs> here we come. But long-form yeah. conversation mm. is the most beautiful way yes. to to dive into people's minds. And it's like people are sitting in the room.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they're
0: listening, and they're, and they're just as part of it as we are.
1: And we're sharing an energy that they're taking in, too. It's
0: all good vibes. It it's, is it's good an, vibes. And, and that can't be done. That's something that I always stayed away from. I never... In person, I was always great at it because yeah. that was my natural thing to do. Right, but I never figured out how to do it in an online way. I know. Um, always way too uh, dry humor or, or really weird stuff that's like very artistic. Mm-hmm. So you never really know, but. And it's how do you get a conversation out? And this is the only way to do it. Yeah. And the most beautiful thing about a podcast too, for anyone who wants to start a podcast Mm. and a big thing when you're starting something is you may be, you know, the the first followers that we have on our, Mm -hmm. on our Instagram or wherever Mm -hmm. are usually like people we know, friends. Right. And there's usually the ones that like we think about the most when we're putting out our stuff, Mm -hmm. but those people that were worried about their, their, their opinions or whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. when it comes to long form content, they're too lazy. Yeah they'll never go listen. No, absolutely not. No, which means that it's like, you can go and be yourself and do whatever you want and not worry. Because Mm -hmm. if it takes more than three seconds to read something you did and judge you, Mm -hmm. they can't do it on a podcast. No. So it's like a super free thing as well.
1: A hundred percent. And it's really funny because even in that aspect, like I've, I've thought about multiple times, like if ever my family listens to this, I'm like, I'm okay with it. Like they can listen to this. And because I'm not here to repress or not speak about my experience um, just because it makes somebody else feel uncomfortable. That is not why I'm here. So for me, it was it was like a fuck yes. and I just I just remember it also. like there was this there's this girl that I um, had a few sessions with, but she found me through through my podcast and she's from Finland. And when my retreat came out, it sold out in 24 hours first of all. Amazing. I know. I was my first retreat. I was mind blown. So we
0: need to talk about this next. We do so finish need to talk this, about this. Yeah. Like, talk not finish. Go as far yeah, as yeah, you want, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. we'll talk about your retreat yes. cuz that's what we wanted to talk about at the I beginning.
1: know. And we just like skip
0: this whole way. And we're we're 2 hours in now.
1: Wow. I know. That's wild. I know, but what just gonna, happened. I know.
0: Well, there's no there's no limit. So. I love
1: it. So, um, she messaged me and she booked a session and then she bought my guided meditations, uh, on my website, which actually took down for now because, um, I'm, I'm in a moment of like restructuring things and whatever. Um, and I was like, I saw her name, like she followed me and I was like, Oh, like I, I remembered her name and then she bought my guided meditations and I was like, same name. I'm assuming it's the same person. And it's, it's probably not,
0: a very specific yeah, Finnish like kind of name. Yeah,
1: it's not like your usual name. And then I posted my retreat and it was open to purchase. And I honestly, I could not believe it was sold out in 24 hours. But I saw the name again and I was like, what? Like, the
0: person didn't come from Finland.
1: So hold on, I'll explain. I'll explain. So and then like three days later, I had a session with her. Like she booked me online. So I and I again the name showed up, and I'm like, oh my god, it's the same girl. Like, did she actually book my retreat from Finland? Like what? So we get on the call, and I'm like, can I ask? Like, was it you that bought the ticket for or a ticket for my retreat? And she's like, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming to Canada, and I'm making like the retreat like my go-to, but I'm gonna stay there for three months. And I was like, a what? Wow. Like, mind blown. And that's one person, right? That
0: is unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable.
0: You just maybe changed the course of someone's life.
1: Yep. Yep. I know. And so what happened, unfortunately, is that the lockdown happened again. So she's like, I can't come because they won't let me in. And I was like...
0: Well, if she says. says that, then that's what's going to happen, right? Yeah, well, exactly. Well, I don't, I'm, really. just, I'm just being
1: an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. that's wild. So I had I had to, in the end, I had to refund her, which okay. was a pleasure. Like, it's okay. Like, it was yeah, fine. Yeah. But um, what a commitment. What a fucking commitment. And it was incredible. And she still wants to work with me and et cetera, et cetera. And even my G, like my G was at 7 p.m. Eastern time and uh, my webinar. And she showed up and it was 3 a.m. for her. She showed up live and I had another girl from hung- Hungary do the same thing and another girl from the UK at like 1am.
0: So this is the beautiful thing about podcasts yeah. and I'm, I'm sure that's where they're discovering you. Yeah. And so they want, you can set yourself up like as, as bad as not as bad, but the pros and cons of a, of a connected world mm-hmm. are that we p- can potentially lose touch with our natural states. Yeah. But at the same time, it allows this connection to happen where you can be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and you can set up your, your essentially mobile business mm-hmm. and do it from your computer mm-hmm. and be able to use your podcast as a, as a marketing tool where you're giving, like, you know, you said you, you got to give and you, are yep. giving consciously just by giving. doing your, con- your podcast, yeah. you're giving
1: consciously, you're giving. taking
0: away when you don't post a podcast
1: Yep. Yeah, so, exactly. Like I'm being of no service.
0: So you're giving and like from my, my business brain, yeah. this is your sales funnel. Your podcast yeah. is your sales funnel
1: Yeah,
0: and it's bringing people in and allowing, and you're giving value for free
1: over and, and then over you're going to convert over. a small
0: percentage. And as, as your, as your pipeline grows, yeah. the percentage becomes a bigger number yeah. and you're just going to sell more classes yeah. and do more things. And yeah. perhaps it'll lead you to, to do tours where you can go talk and yeah. do meditations in different Honestly, cities. Honestly, man,
1: it's, it's starting. That's the world that you it's, are creating for yourself. I know. it's wild. Like I even just got, there's this new app that got released three months ago that is, um, it's I don't know if it's like sponsored or supported by You Academy. Do you know that website? It's like small little courses. You can buy on anything. It's like some of them, most of them are like on sale half the time of like 20 bucks instead of like three, $400, whatever. Um, it's a $1.5 billion industry. And um, so this app is like, a it's a platform for learning through stories, like this, like a, like a kind of like an Instagram story format. And it's like, some classes can be a chapter could be like 40 minutes long kind of thing. Um, and you can learn anything to play piano, self-healing permaculture, whatever you want, like whatever it is, you know, walking in the woods, whatever you want. Um, and they contacted me and they want me to create courses for them. And um yeah Amazing. Me, I know and it would be so awesome because it's like and I just it's I had, what you do. I had put it out there. I was like, I want to create courses. So like I was I had created my first course and it was very simple. It was on a Google Drive. Like it was like I was like, I don't care how fucking basic it is. I just need to put out this information now. I created this course in five days at the beginning of COVID. It was so like I think I told you about this on my podcast actually. Anyways. And then I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm ready to kind of like level up. I want like a platform that's more professional. That's really easy for people to like, you know, do a lesson, click complete. It's very like, um, interactive and whatnot. So I I have Kajabi now, um, which has been really helpful. And I'm probably going to create a membership uh, space as well for people to get like more one-on-one info and, 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 um, content from me. And, um, but i had put it out there i was like i want to create more courses and i want to reach a different type of audience you know like my instagram's booming and it's awesome and it's fun and my engagement is great but like i want different a different type of audience and then this just randomly showed up
0: so you've added the podcast audience now you're adding this new course style audience. Yeah. And why not? Yeah, Yeah, I know.
1: It's, it's just like everything has been so busy lately that like I was supposed to, I'm supposed to finish like a 13 minute video for something, um, to kind of like start my process with them. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. You're going to finish it. I know. Very shortly. I know. I think there's like actually a part of me that's like resi- avoiding it or like resisting or creating a story around the fact that well, I don't course. have time because I feel scary to like commit to something. That's bullshit. Like, you know, know it. Come on. I know. I'm going to have to message you and be like, help me get out of this fucking
0: funk. No problem. I'm, I'm a I'm a bro uh, self-healer coach. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So. Oh yeah, there's there's and the retreat, right? The retreat was Okay, so that was- not, don't
0: don't just like ease into. Oh yeah, so the retreat. <laughs> what what is this retreat? Tell me about it. Okay. Tell tell the trillions out there in the Galactic Federation Yeah. what this is about.
1: So this was really interesting. I was in California and I was thinking about going to Costa Rica for a couple months or even the winter. So I was kind of like starting to plan that. And again, it felt more forceful than empowered. Remember like low states versus high states.
0: Felt like you were pushing against the ground. Yes.
1: So I was like, I need to take a step back and see what is not in alignment. And then I, I did a meditation and I was like, okay, what would feel the most aligned for me right now? And I've found myself in my apartment. And I was like, what the fuck? Really? Like not by a beach. Like I have the option. Like I can go to a fucking beach, but no, like I was called to go back home. And I was like, all right, like awesome. I love my home. So I'm like, I guess I'm going back home. So I made that decision within the next day. I'm like, wow, I need to host a retreat. Like it just came, like it was just clear. And I was like, okay, like, all right. yep. The next day. And then that afternoon I went on Airbnb, started looking at options. You know, I was like lots of bedrooms, um, I'm very specific about the energy that I want in the space, obviously, cause it's going to be a healing retreat. So I need to feel connected to it. Of course. So the second listing I see, boom, click on it. Availability last, uh, second to last week of October. Um, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's $2,500. I'm like, yep. Okay. Well, that's the one I just booked it. That's it within and super calm to me. That's when you know when you make a decision and you're completely at peace with it. And so I booked it. And then the next day I'm like, all right, I need helpers. So I got my friend to come Clarissa. It's okay to say her name here. Okay, great. Shout out Clarissa. <laughs> Shout out to Clarissa. My, it's a great name. It is. You don't hear Clarissa She's every day. Clarissa Cassano. Wow. She's Italian. Yeah. She moved here from Italy six years ago. She's Amazing. an angel. Um, so I got her to come. And then I had my friend who was also supposed to come to to help with cooking. Within 12 hours, I put up all the information. I created a whole other page on my website for the retreat to explain what's going to be there. I created the schedule within 10 minutes. I was like, boop, 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 boom, boop, doop, what's the price? Six ninety nine. Perfect. Everything included food, stay, workshops, everything just fucking show up. And within that 24 hours, so within three days, three days, I found a place, put together a retreat, found my team, put it up online and was sold out.
0: Sold out. Sold out.
1: 15 people sold out. Amazing. I was like, what? Look at you. You are booming. That's called Monergy. I know it was Monergy Monergy. Monergy because guess what? My intention was so fucking clear. I'm not kidding. That's how Monergy works. Like It was not to make money. I would have been totally fine financially, like more than fine if I didn't do this. My purpose behind this was to create a safe and sacred space for women to come through and to actually experience what I do as an energy exchange. There's a big difference between between doing work online and through Zoom and FaceTime and literally feeling my energy, this.
0: Yes, totally different.
1: Completely different. So that happened. And then the second lockdown wave came through in Montreal. I was still in California I was like, "Fuck! Like, what do I do?" And I was like, "Okay." I messaged everyone. I said, "Let's just give me some space and time to think about this. I need to. Th- I need just need to think," um, because in my mind, it was like N- none of that would have happened so fluidly if I was supposed to cancel it. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense. The universe, you told me this. Actually, whoa, you told me this. I will never forget this. This was two years ago. The universe never reverse psychology. The, it never does reverse psychology on your ass
0: because you were asking me about that. Like, and what if like, what? it's a what test? Is what is, is, this? is
1: this? And you are like, I think no. the
0: lockdown was a test. Yeah, and you just kept going, and I was like, "You, you know said, what? fuck it, fuck it, because we gotta say fuck it." Sometimes. I said
1: fuck it. You know what actually made the difference? <sighs> so I was waiting. I was putting it out there. I was like, "Universe, send me a fucking sign. I need a fucking sign." And I was like, "Stay calm." I watched a movie which I was actually very resistant to, which I thought was really funny. What movie? The Glorias.
0: The Glorias. Yeah,
1: it's on Amazon Prime or Prime Video, whatever. Um and it's about Gloria Steinem who is one of the first women who started the women's rights movement in the states and she um got abortions to be legal for women because at the time getting raped was so normalized and women would get pregnant and then can't get abortions which is so fucked up right so she fought for that and she went against everything to make this happen for women intentionally and she 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 fucking opened everything up for all of us. And I ca- I still cannot believe that we don't talk about this in history. Like in, I asked my mom, I was like, did you know about this woman? She's like, no. I'm like, are you I, kidding? I never heard about her. I know, but it, it's, it's, I mean, I feel like it's a little, maybe it's like sexist. I don't know, but I, it's a bit more normal that like, you don't know about it maybe because you're a man. But like the fact that as a woman, I was like, how do I not know about the woman who,
0: and why were you resistant to watching it?
1: I was like, oh, fucking this documentary, another fucking feminist shit. Like, I don't know. I feel the same way
0: when it, when it comes to documentaries or like super empowering things. I think it's my ego just trying to not pump me up.
1: Yes. A hundred percent. It tried to keep me down. And I was like, you know what? Let's fucking watch it. So I watched it with my mom and I saw this and I was like, that's my sign. She never conformed. You think she fucking was like, "Oh, wait, there's a law that we can't do this, like must stay small." No, she Who, fought.
0: Whoever did anything by following the rules.
1: Exactly my fucking point. And, and I'm like so you
0: got to be bold.
1: I had to be bold. I had to be bold. And so I started doing my research. I'm like, "Technically is it legal? Is it illegal?" I don't know what I'm doing. I messaged the Airbnb girl. I'm like, "How do you feel about us coming?" There's a few that actually like I told all the girls I said, "Listen, this is my game plan. I zoomed all of them. I was like, zoom this time, everybody show up, let's talk. And I told them, I said, I want to keep this going. This is more important to me than ever right now. We need people to heal themselves. They need to energetically shift. We need to raise consciousness right now. It's not even a negotiable. Like we need this. And I was like, you know what? Everybody get tested the week of If you test positive, I will give you your money back. No problem. You self isolate till you come to the retreat house, even though technically personally on the side note, I don't really fully believe in it, but whatever. So I was like, I want everybody to feel comfortable. And especially even legally, if they show up and they're like, Oh, COVID I'll be like, everyone tested negative, man. Like you can't say anything about this shit. On top of it, okay, I so found, you didn't
0: break the rules at all. No,
1: and on top of it, I found a space where it said that legally, corporate private events can happen in an orange zone. We're technically in the red zone, but in an orange zone, so where the rich people. Okay, so you didn't was, break
0: any rules. No, I didn't. What? But
1: uh, it's very easy to get a lot of shame for it, though, from other people being like, "Oh, you fucking fuckers! You, you idiots! It's because of you that COVID is still on." I have, I have I have an
0: old saying. <sighs> it's a it's it's a very philosophical term. Tell me, and it's called "fuck them."
1: Yep. <laughs> So philosophical. I love Welcome. it. But it You was, just got to do it and but I'm, and you it made was, it happen it was, you're putting this
0: out there and you have to-
1: It was scary You have though. to do what you believe. It was scary. It, I, like, I will fully admit, right? I was scared. What like, were you afraid of? So I was actually super like calm about it and I was like, Kate, like, this is what we're doing. It feels right. Everything is right. Everything's flowing. Everything's aligned. It's perfect. All the girls were like, fuck yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. Everything's good. Then I had a client who wanted to, so I had to give back two refunds, I think, because they didn't feel comfortable with it. And I was like, that's completely fine. I understand. I don't even want that energy in that space anyways. So Fair. no problem. Um, and they were coming from Toronto too. So it was like six hour drive and they're like, what if they stop me and yeah, sketchy, yeah. whatever. So um, I had another client that wanted to come last minute and she's like, uh, and she was really resistant and she's an avoider. So I'm like, let's talk about it. So I was on the phone with her a lot and trying to like kind of coach her through. It wasn't about the money again. It's, it's, I'm like, this is going to be really good for you. You know? And I, again, my, my, my purpose is to not in this lifetime, but just with her and the coaching is to like tell her what she can't see for herself. Right. So I'm trying to tell her like, you know, there's a, there's a tendency to avoid. Um, so do you think maybe you're resisting to it? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what's the worst thing that can happen? And she's like that. She told me that cops would show up and they would find all of us. And then it just like swallowed me. I was like, oh my God, can this happen? Like, is that, can they do that?
0: like rate it?
1: I don't know. Well, actually, technically, I, I don't know if you heard, but there was a party at an Airbnb of 83 people last weekend.
0: Yeah, but that's excessive. I know, it, 83 people. 83 we, people. We were you're, 12. You're, <laughs> you're 12 doing silent meditation.
1: I know. No one's going to fucking find you. I know. But it's still...
0: So you said 12, so I guess she didn't come. She didn't come. Okay.
1: Yeah. And so, but it overwhelmed me. And um, and I really had but you to... you muscled through. I did, 100%. Again, and, and I had you, to remember... And you took the
0: precautions. I did. You didn't go rogue.
1: Nope. Nope. I was very careful and um, I was responsible and also um, tuning into the deeper intention and knowing that this was needed. And so it was fucking magical. Everything flowed. We had lots of release, lots of connection, lots of healing, lots of meditation and yoga. And we even did tribal healing, which is my newest thing that I'm including now.
0: What is tribal healing? Is it the cousin of animal flow?
1: (laughs) No, no, it's, it's, um, I basically guide these women into tuning into their animalistic senses. And Sounds spicy. It's fucking spicy. It <laughs> oh was, my Lord. If somebody watched us, they'd probably be like, what the actual fuck is happening? I'm but, picturing all nudity. Um. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> but I'm sure that a lot of men, we were talking about, I'm like, for sure men are going to think that we're fucking nuts and like, we're all, you know, touching each other and shit. But um, no, so it was a lot of like a deep tuning in, um, you know, uh, music that could trigger a certain type of coding within them that they would remember that, that like Amazonian kind of vibe within them, like ancestor, like, I don't know, it's really powerful. And then we all got up, eyes closed the whole time and we got up and then, um, I was guiding them into like really strong, like, like foot thumping and like heavy breathing and just like full energetic release. And then I would like if I felt resistance towards a woman, I would go right in front of her. And I would like tell her, like, look at me in the eyes and just follow my movement. And she'd follow me. And then I'd be like, what wants to come out right now? And I'm yelling because the music is fucking blasting and it's full, like, ah like full yell full, like, like at the top of your lungs, like you're red. There's nothing that can more come out. And then the the tears and the tears and the tears and the tears and the tears. And, and after- this
0: happened with everyone? Yep. Oh my Lord.
1: It was an hour and a half of that. That you
0: m- all slept like babies that night.
1: Nope, because they were all... Wound up? Guess what happened? Um, there's no way you can guess. Let me just tell you. There's no <laughs> chance. And whatever
0: I'm going to say is going to be absurd. I did
1: not know that the place I rented was an old covent. No way. So I got there and I'm like, holy fuck. It says like in French, le couvent. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I rented a covent that was renovated. So you can just imagine the energy in that place. So I, it was great energy, but it's very powerful energy. So a lot of women, if they're, or people, just people in general, if they're not kind of like aware of that type of energy, they get really scared. Um, so there was a lot of like, you know, the second night we, we all slept, um, we brought our mattresses down and slept all together in the same space because there was a lot of girls that were like, Oh my God, I heard so many things. Like there were so many things happening. I heard footsteps, blah, blah, blah.
0: Oh, so there's some like, Oh, uh, there's definitely some, there were energy some vibes there. in there. Oh yeah, totally. Some weird um, vibes. But it was
1: really good. It was good vibes. Um, so I just thought it was hilarious because I'm like, I'm doing a spiritual healing retreat and I rented a fucking covenant
0: amazing. It was hilarious. Look, it all worked out. It you all worked did out.
1: It. it was fantastic.
0: And there was no uh, <sighs> no one rated it.
1: No one rated it.
0: Because you can't be afraid. Like at Thanksgiving, people were afraid of being rated.
1: Did you and, hear about the news for Christmas?
0: Uh enlighten me. <laughs> or do we want to say it? Or do no. we or do we want to manifest no. a, a, a Christmas? Let's yes. let's let's manifest a Christmas. Okay. So what I'm doing for Christmas, because the laws will have all changed, right? Is that I'm going to have a lovely party with my family, beautiful, at uh, my place. My beautiful. buddy, my buddy Donny Deeks is going to come because he's oh, essentially my brother. Yeah, he's going to be on. He's going to be on episode 900. Donnie man, he's going to be on episode 999.
1: 900, wow.
0: Because when it's at like uh, five million per episode, right? He he needs that. Like I can't just bring him on. He needs mm. an audience.
1: He does. And
0: and it's going to be a beautiful Christmas. And all the families, uh, whether they're Jewish or whatever... Just so
1: I might just come because I don't think my dad's going to welcome me into his home. Oh, no. I'm not kidding.
0: Okay, well, look. But what do you, <laughs> we're manifesting. We're or, manifesting. Or do you want to manifest him not wanting you um, to come?
1: I'm manifesting just coming to your Christmas party. <laughs> okay, well, it's going to be
0: lit. It's going to be amazing.
1: <laughs> I'm down, man. But I'm down. But a
0: lovely Christmas party.
1: It will be a lovely Christmas party.
0: And... Uh, we're gonna rock Christmas in space that's that's my my I need Christmas a space suit oh okay, yeah, well, maybe you might have some actually.
1: Oh, I'm super down yeah Try so so that's
0: out. what we're manifesting for Christmas. perfect. I'm so because I assume the laws that they're saying are just horse shit.
1: ah, uh, yeah. Even like, uh, I'm not even getting into it. You know what? I'm, I can feel myself going that like COVID tangent right now and about people posting of like, stop seeing people. You're the reason why the lockdown's on. I'm like, you are so blind. Apparently, apparently they're saying sad. that
0: states with the biggest lockdowns are having the worst cases. Yes, they are. So California's
1: look, numbers are going down, even though they weren't up in the first place, to be honest. but
0: uh, But all that to say as well, that I am a lazy fuck. I do no research. I, I, watch,
1: honestly, fuck like, it. I
0: watch people that I tend to like and trust and yeah. I go with what they say.
1: Yeah. So don't take, same. don't take
0: my opinion here, yeah. but I'm not going to go into the research.
1: Yeah. I Meaning, honestly, I haven't either. I just like, I like my friend, one of my best friends is like deep in the rabbit hole of all of this. There, we like, always
0: have a friend. Oh like yeah. That. There's
1: like always this one person. Well, right? there has right. to be, there has to be like, thanks dude. Like you're taking care of the shit that I don't want to take care of. Yeah. Um, and every time I have a question about COVID, he answers me. So
0: and do the answers side more on the side that you're vibing on or the other? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, definitely. Or else we would not be friends, to be honest. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't want people like that in my life.
0: But like um, data is hard to go through and people are easily to poke emotionally. Yes. And you can you can take, pull data and create whatever you want. Whatever you want. Uh, at the end of the day, I have a very simplistic attitude towards everything mm. and it's uh, keep a healthy immune system. Yep. I'm not going to go around licking elevator buttons. Nope. Like I used to. Wow. And I can't wait till I can again because <laughs> I'm a thirsty boy. Wow,
1: you're so thirsty.
0: <laughs> and uh, really, that's it. I make sure to mm. to get my eight hours of sleep. Yep. Work out three four times a week. Yep. Eat well. Yep. Have some donuts here and there.
1: Have beautiful conversations with beautiful people.
0: You know how good this is for the immune system? I know. It's fucking fantastic. And not to mention lockdowns and not seeing people, how bad that is that for is people's so immune systems. so bad for the
1: immune system. We thrive in tribes as humans.
0: Yeah. And it boost our immune system. People and, die
1: of loneliness. Oh, yes.
0: And when you're separated, what can you do? You need to feed it. Like right now, this is uh, nutritional vibing. Yep. Right? People when don't
1: believe me that I say that I'm high on life. I don't eat. They don't believe me.
0: When you're high on life, you don't eat. Yep. Well, you're not hungry because no. you're because you're getting all the I see it like from the 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 neurotransmitters. Yep. You're, you're like we're getting dopamine yep. oxytocin. I'm gonna yep. slap you on the shoulder after. Can't wait. You know we're gonna get those vibes. And yep. and that's like a chemical cocktail yep. that is second to none.
1: So did you know sorry to completely cut you off, but it just came through. No, I, I was so. I was
0: uh I was uh ranting. I was <laughs> I rambling. <laughs>
1: so Ninety nine point nine, 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 nine of everything that we inhale is completely empty. It has nothing in it.
0: I know it's empty space.
1: Exactly. So the only thing that actually drives that fulfillment from within that nourishes us is the intention that we have around it. It's what we choose to put into it that has an effect in our bodies. So
0: it's like a hollow vessel and whatever we believe we're getting from it, we will get from it.
1: Exactly. So I'm not saying I believe in breatharians. Have you heard of that concept yet?
0: Uh, Yeah, but they don't last very long. No,
1: exactly. So I don't believe in that, but I'm saying people who are unfulfilled with life tend to binge a lot more and feed their bodies with really shit food or too much food because there's an empty void that will never be filled.
0: I know that absolutely Me firsthand. Too. Me too. And it's something that it's it's like it doesn't
1: go away. It doesn't go away. Like, so you you need to understand yeah I completely understand. I've been there too a hundred percent. And I'm at a point like even at the retreat, like I was eating one meal and I was having my bulletproof coffee in the morning this podcast is sponsored by Bulletproof. <laughs> oh, yeah. In,
0: in, uh, in, I keep saying in the year 2023 mm. or 2022, we'll be Dave sponsored Asprey by-
1: man. We love your shit. Just he's fucking go- sponsor us. He's going to be on. He's going to be on. He's going to be on. We're manifesting that. And I'm going to be friends we with him. We absolutely are. Yes
0: We're already friends
1: We're already friends with him We're talking the same talk We are And he's gonna
0: discover us Because we're We're two young Lively new podcasters (laughs) On the scene Spreading the good vibe Talking about the immune system Yeah
1: he's gonna love And the microbiome Biohacking Fucking biohacking your life man I'm all about that shit You're gonna be
0: on You're gonna be on the show before me You're gonna be on his Bulletproof podcast before me
1: Yeah Yes it's going to be fantastic.
0: So you be- had your Bulletproof yes. and then you had your your meal and that's all you needed. Barely
1: actually. So I had my Bulletproof coffee. I spoke with a friend, got fed from that conversation, had a coaching call, got fed from that conversation. And then even this morning, I, I just got a new bike actually, which is really nice at my I place. And yeah, I got the treadmill the same day. Right. You told me I'm loving it so much. So, uh, so I did that. I did like my 45 minutes of cycling in the morning, had my bulletproof, took a shower, did a meditation, had a conversation, had coaching, fed, fed, fed. I'm like, fuck yeah, life is fucking great. And then I'm like, oh shit, I need to go wait. I I probably will need to eat even though like I'm good, but I know that my, bo- my physical vessel needs nutrients right now. Cause that's really important. you can't just not eat. Like you need to take care of this vessel if you want to do what you want to do in this lifetime on this planet. So, um, a lot of people go there. That's why they get kind of lost up here and don't, and I'm saying up here, like, like in the source cosmos, like they get yeah. lost spiritually and then they don't feed their vessels and then they get sick, Yeah, which is very interesting. Um, so yeah, I had like a bowl of oatmeal, like very simple with some, you know, my mushrooms inside and my collagen and my fats and whatever, just like good.
0: A nice well-rounded a nice meal. nice
1: good meal. Yeah. And then uh, I came here and like yeah, I'm I'm still I'm chill. Like I can feel kind of what well, my that was body today today wow
0: what a day you're having today. i know all my wow. days are and i appreciate fantastic. you bringing me these vibes
1: oh you're welcome
0: because i was in a deep dark place
1: were you no Absolutely no no I,
0: had, I, I don't think i was i've had a, I've had a great last few days <laughs> yeah. like last friday after yeah. my podcast mm-hmm. um old buddy of mine who was on the pod healthy like you're gonna love that podcast rob right and we we ended up uh going old school oh like man. you know when there's just so much vibes you're like yeah. let's have a few drinks let's, yeah. let's yeah. let her yeah. rip yeah oh and we did <laughs> And we had some gummy bears. And when we did you recover? Way too much wine. Uh, oh. Tuesday, yesterday.
1: What oh fuck! Really, dude?
0: Yeah. Wow. I, but now I, I hack it. Like I almost, I I almost don't drink. Right. But I did. But I also I do know that when I drink, I take a lot of electrolytes. So I had no hangover feeling, no nausea, okay, okay, no okay, nothing. Okay. It was just
1: like the vibration of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, you know, alcohol the, is no no vibration sh- at all. Shame, lower all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> like that was
0: like the worst. <laughs> oh god. But I wasn't nauseous. <laughs> right. So pro swing. Yay. So yeah. what did I do Saturday?
1: Mm.
0: Oh, I don't even want to tell you. Well, I'll <sighs> say it because you know what, fellow did time you travelers. Donut?
1: Krispy Kreme, Domino's. I, I
0: wasn't in the mood for donuts, believe it or not. What? I had two Bella Sandwiches oh, the from Clark's world. Cafe. <laughs> like two huge sang- sandwiches. Right. Or as my Italian friends say, sandwiches. Oh, sandwiches. And uh, I had uh, an oatmeal cookie. I had- Those are bomb. Yeah. I had a uh, cannoli. I wasn't really Italian, Ew. I guess. Ew.
1: I don't like cannolis. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Whatever.
0: <laughs> Let's just say I ate, I had haagen Ice cream. Like uh, Häagen dazs What, you want like a dazs <laughs> Well, you say Maz. I love it. So I had 4,800 calories because mm. I track because I like to track. It makes me feel good. Okay. And uh, Sunday, I couldn't eat it all. <laughs> I was shot. Um, and then Monday, I was still on the mend.
2: Mm.
0: Coming back and then ch- Tuesday, it was good. And mm-hmm. now we're back here. But we're back. All that to say is that I was vibing well, and then you brought me even better vibes.
1: Oh, good. I have so much to give, honestly. I'm so, not talking. Oops. Um, yeah, I said I'm, I have so much to give. Okay, I've, so I've been on this high for like.
0: Well, I feel it. I can see it. And you know, you said like like someone will look at you and they said like they don't know you're a spiritual guru. Yeah. I think you are. Oh, well, When I look feel at you. Me. Like I see you and I'm like, yeah, you might look like you're like, you're into cranberries in 1994. I know. I'm like wearing like like, a
1: punker. If you're, I do look like a punker. I have like a big combine boots. They're flashy red. Um, I have like a really long shirt actually it's a well, men's they can shirt. See it. but i but if somebody's listening to this maybe they may not see it
0: oh uh, no they're all gonna see it because they're gonna want to see it, it and be they're gonna like oh, go I need to,
1: to check out what this girl looks like yeah yeah so i'm pretty i'm pretty cash but um i like it this way too i just dress whatever i feel to be honest it could be it could be very different every single day i could like i could dress like one day with like my hair up and like hoops and like full makeup and then sometimes i'm like a skater dude and i'm like loving it
0: he was a skater boy.
1: <laughs> but my pleasure around that is like, even it's, it's again, I'm not identifying myself with, with some, how I look like I'm just, I'm having fun with it.
0: Yeah. I am doing the absolute opposite. Yeah. I wear the exact same thing but every I, single day. But I've but literally made like that a uniform. For, I know. Although I've always been like that. I remember. And that's probably from childhood. I went to private school. I always Me wear too. a uniform.
1: Nope. That doesn't count. You don't win here. Cause I did the same thing.
0: Okay. Well maybe you are rebelling and I'm not. <laughs> that's true. I, I'm conforming. You're conforming. But I love the idea of a uniform and it's, I love, you know, like,
1: well, at least they say like, um, what's the guy's name? I forget his name. Mark Zuckerberg. He said like, he only wears the same shit. Like, um, like what and Steve four, jobs and all, yeah, this. all this stuff, because apparently like your decision making is like very limited during your day. But again, don't you think maybe that's a limiting belief? Cause uh, I don't believe that.
0: I do because it hits me hard. Yeah. I, I do believe it. You do believe it because I see our dis- our daily discipline. I see mm, it as a tank, right? And if you're every decision is taking out of that discipline tank, right? And so if you're blowing it on like forty minutes, uh, making eight hundred decisions on what you're going to wear, right? You're. You might be able to make decisions during the day, but like six o'clock comes around and you have no right. more willpower.
1: So I guess it's more like, again, because for me, it's like, I don't really think about it. I'm just like, so I have an image you. in my head and I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'll just wear that. It sounds Well, because you
0: have swag and you have style. Do I? I don't. Yeah, oh you do. God. You rock everything.
1: Thank you. I So when you have swag that. and style,
0: it's not, a, it's not a work, but I think me and Zuckerberg right. don't uh, have share- You have
1: swag. I see your little jean jackets and your little white tops and your okay, well, same basic jeans you I, wear all the time. I, I would
0: still- so it's us uh, on, on the spectrum of you and Zuckerberg. I'm closer Correct. to Zuckerberg in terms yes, of choosing clothes. Yes, definitely. Yes, um, definitely. So I rather just wear the same thing every day. Yeah, and I, I that. like that. Like I don't have to think about it. Yep. I have 18 white T-shirts, <laughs> and then I, I wear my galactic. This is my galactic time travel outfit. I want casual.
1: One. I want a matching tracksuit.
0: Okay, well, they're they're coming soon. Nike is actually going to make those in 2023.
1: Wow, like they'll be like
0: the new Jordans. Yeah. So this tracksuit with the f- shoulder pads and everything. I love it. Are going to be made. So to bookend this a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh my God. You start
1: hours and 26 minutes. You
0: started this by saying that you were healing stuff with your mom and we never got into it. So how about we get into that? And then we tell the world and the galactic federation how to find you, what you're doing, how to get coached by you, Mm. how to follow your podcast, all those great things. Yes. Okay. So if you care to share.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's like much left over from that. What
0: if you make a fun, like, uh, what was there to work on? What did you discover? And then how did you do it? And how it all ended nice and pretty,
1: right? So remember how I'm I, curious how I wrote that those little questions and answers. Yes. So this was this was it was really weird. So I got the seven year old. She's at home. Um, I guess people are gonna have to listen to the whole podcast to hear the end of this story.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so seven years old. She's at school. Um, she's angry. She being
0: you, you're talking to your inner child. I am
1: talking to my inner child. So your adult
0: self, let's say is your right hand and your inner child is answering with your left left hand.
1: Yep. And, uh, so she's answering, she's seven. She's at school. Mom forgot about me. Um, I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm hurt. Um, and then I wrote something else that was like along the lines of, I don't know how to do it anymore. That was my inner child answering. And I was like, do what? And it said, basically, like, take care of herself. Like, she didn't know how to take care of herself at that point. And I was like, that really hit me. Like, that was like... So the
0: seven-year-old uh, didn't know how to take care of herself.
1: Yeah, she like, I didn't... I, I wrote... I, I don't remember the question, but I remember the answer of, like, I don't know how to do it anymore. And I wrote, do what? Like, do what? How? And it wrote... It said, like... Um, I don't know how to take care of myself anymore. Like as though my mom had been taking care of me this whole time. And now I feel like my survival is being threatened. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know what to do. Like, um, and that felt really strong in my system. So I w- when I was doing that exercise, I was, I was actually at the beach by the ocean after meditation. And I went back home and she knew she- I was like on this path to heal um this and uh so I spoke to her and I said all right so I asked these questions this is what came through but I can't remember what happened when I was 7 um cuz I told her I said I asked what age I was and I was 7 and I said automatically as I said 7 years old the lights turned off in our apartment no it just like I <sighs> yeah And I was like, holy, and my mom was like, holy (laughs) fuck, like full shivers, like was, she was like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, I don't know. Um, And I was like, what happened when I was, when I was seven? She's like, that's the year I started the business. And I thought, really? I thought you were, I was nine. And she's like, no, you were seven. And I was like, holy, okay, well, that makes a lot of fucking sense. You know, like, bye mom, you know, never coming back basically is my thought pattern when I was a kid. Um, And then it just, I, I just felt like there was a lot of anger and resentment. And I feel like that's where that impatience was coming from with her. You know, anytime that she was like not available to me in a way that my inner child wanted her to be, because it still shows up, um, in our adult life. And I really believe that if we're able to live in, um, parallel to our inner child, it's actually a beautiful gift and a lot of it can come through. Um, and a lot of us lived perpendicular to it, which is, it's very, it blocks, we, we block ourselves from tapping into our deepest truths. And, um, so then I had, uh, some San Pedro, some Wachuma, which is a, a cactus. It's a, it's a plant medicine and, um, you don't see any hallucinations, but you, there's a lot of clarity and a lot of energetic movement that happens in the body to clear energetically, you know, gunk, whatever. Um, so I did Wachuma and I was cleansing myself and, my, and I was doing it purposely, intentionally to heal my relationship with my mom and also the lineage we have on my mom's side of women, which had a lot of, um, abandonment and, uh, people pleasing a lot of depending on others for happiness too. Um, we take on those things in our DNA, literally when we're in our, in our mother's womb, we take on her fears and her limiting beliefs and the traumas because those all sit in the nervous system and we take that on as babies. So, um, that was really strong. And also my, my grandfather was really sick. And, um, when I was, when she was pregnant with me and so automatically that feeling of abandonment was already in her system. So I was born with it. Um, because within a month that I was born, he died like it was. And so those things play a big part. You know, um, my dad kind of has the same thing, which is really interesting because he was, he was in his mom's stomach when his brother of three years old had cancer and died.
0: Oh, that's heavy.
1: So you can just imagine the emotion he was taking on from his mother.
0: Cuz we're just absorbing that we're energy absorbing whether everything, we know
1: it or not 100%. And my dad definitely has those those traumas that I don't really know he's aware of and I don't I don't I doubt he'll ever listen to this, but very interesting um that it was a constant reoccurring pattern in my family. And
0: do you think that that's kind of an energy that led your parents together because they it was they a similar frequency. Wound. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. And here I am breaking that for both my family. Yeah. Breaking the chain. A hundred percent. Like I think if there's one reason why, or, or an intention as to why you want to do the inner healing work, that should definitely be one because we need another generation that is going to be Not trauma free, there's always gonna be trauma, but at least let's break it, you know? Like, let's start doing the fucking work. Let's give them a chance. Let's give them a fucking chance. Let's let
0: them start all nice and easy breezy.
1: Yeah. And so I did with Shuma and I healed that and she was by my side and everything was clear and happy and good. And she did some with Shuma three days later and I held space for her. Did you give her
0: any trauma? She's like, oh, fuck. Her again. (laughs) My child,
1: maybe I don't know. I don't think so. I don't what think a it downer. works. <laughs> fucking downer. This fucking psycho. This kid this just came kid. in here and fucked my life. <laughs> basically, basically. But she had her own healing to do too, and so her own realizations with her own father. And um, and even when I came back home too, I had some realizations about my dad that I that came through again. Where on my dad's side of the family, um, it re- it flashed right before my eyes in a meditation where there's a belief and a deep. Um, sensation or energy where wherever there is love there is anger every every person in my family my dad's side is divorced and remarried there's a lot of blame there's a lot of abandonment there's a lot of pointing fingers there's a lot of anger and i realized i took that on where you have that not anymore um happy to say not anymore great but i can i can definitely and it wasn't as like extreme as 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 their experiences i think it, it was kind of like a residue that i felt was definitely in my space um because even like i i i remember like certain relationships or situations or experiences with people i could feel again like that anger rising towards my partner and i like to a point where i'm like i have no idea why i'm feeling this And I'm telling him and I'm like, I don't know why I'm feeling this right now, but I feel anger rising. And I realized it was because like there was always this need to blame or to be angry. Like if, if I wasn't angry, then it's not love.
0: Okay. And And so that, holy fuck. And so this, this, this realization was like, oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that happened when you came home.
1: Yeah. That was like Two weekends ago.
0: Wow. Yeah. So now you're a whole new Tasha Creddle.
1: You can't feel it, Mike? Oh, yeah. I can feel
0: it. I can feel it. You're so much less hateful. I can feel that.
1: I, I don't even think I was hateful before. <laughs> no, God. you weren't hateful at all.
0: Come on. Because look, you go down the rabbit hole too, right? So sometimes yeah, it's like...
1: Absolutely. Sometimes do we even
0: need to know all this shit? Maybe I, yes, maybe I no. do,
1: yeah. But I feel like in, in, in when I had that realization, I was able to create more space to be able to welcome in a partner that is in alignment with me. And has that happened? No. Okay. But I I'm a patient. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I know that I don't even know who it doesn't matter. My point is is like it that person's gonna be in alignment. And it's gonna be not from a trauma bonded place. Which matters the most to me?
0: Yeah, you're not going to be from a low frequency common denominator, or
1: like, yeah, like, like you know, pulling in all my traumas from my family, or whatever. Like, it's going to be in a very loving. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful. Amazing. It's going to be magical. It's going to be huge. It's going (laughs) to (laughs) be. Yeah. So that's basically. And so
0: when you wrap that up with your mom, yeah, how was it after? Were you less impatient with her?
1: Everything shifted. Everything shifted. Like, our communication completely changed. Because that's the thing. That's what I always tell people is that when you communicate with somebody, 70% is energy, 30% is words. That's all it is. So the and way that we were talking to each other and to each other and together just conversing was very different.
0: And were you able to observe yourself? Because I find myself like with my mother, for example, mm-hmm. it's easy for me to go to a reactive place yep. where I kind of want to make fire. Yep. I want to make that fire, but now like when i'm when I'm in a a, a good flow, mm-hmm. I am more observant right. of myself right, and I could choose my words uh more wisely mm-hmm. and just have a, a, like i like said earlier, just a more enjoyable mm-hmm. experience with that other person and it's great mm-hmm. like I can always hit these buttons, but those buttons are usually when I'm being a piece of shit mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not being mindful mm-hmm. and I find it much easier. Falling into that trap with a parent, maybe because it's so close, right? Then with yeah, because you're a really comfortable
1: with them, so you, yeah, like there's like almost like a deep knowing of like they're never going to go anywhere. Yeah,
0: and I'm as comfortable with with her as she is with me.
1: Yep. So she's probably doing the same thing. Of, too. Course, like, of course, we're, we're both the same. Yeah, exactly. But I think I mean, I think the, the reactions will always. It's always coming from a place of like that is probably due or related to a type of trauma or perspective or. Um, a belief system that is deep within you. Like maybe, uh, you know, what is a family without fights? Like, does that exist?
0: Yeah. And honestly, we don't really fight that much.
1: Okay, so argue or create fire or. Well,
0: that's just, I think, because we're mischievous. <laughs>
1: well, that's very bad. Are you? Yeah. No. Well, I'm not mischievous.
0: <laughs> but yes, I think we're mischievous people.
1: <laughs> it can make sense. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: All right, Tasha Credle. So this has been a wow. uh, mind bending two hours and 37 minutes. That's pretty good. The trillions of listeners out there and all the, because this is the first podcast to be broadcast to the entire galaxy. Wow. Yes. And the entire fifth dimension. Isn't it amazing that you're on it? I love it. Thank you so so much for having me. Real pleasure to have you. Mm. Thank you for bringing your vibes. Mm. It's great to vibe with you in California. It's great to vibe with you in Montreal. Mm. It's a wonderful thing. Anywhere. Yes. So, and now in the fifth dimension. (laughs) So let's uh, let the listeners know where they can find you, where they can reap the benefits of your vibes, of your courses, mm. of your, of your, your cor- I said courses, yep. whatever it, your retreats, mm. how can people find <laughs> Tasha Credle?
1: So I'm super active on social media, um, specifically Instagram. Uh, actually that's the only place I'm really active cause I don't really like the other platforms. So they're kind of boring. Fair enough. So Instagram is Tasha Credle. So T-A-S-H-A-K-R-E-D-L. I'm sure he's going to post it in the Yes, the links will be in the bio
0: <laughs> and of the, in the description of YouTube yeah. and in the podcast.
1: So Instagram, I'm very um, active there. My website is Um, My podcast is called Your Expansive Self. Um, if you just even put in my name, Tasha Creddle, you can find me on, on any podcast platform. It's all there, so... Uh, lots of different really cool interviews, solo episodes, I talk a lot about my story, what I've learned, um, my experiences and uh, courses and retreats will always be posted on my social media for sure. I don't have an email list, I find them really annoying and I just don't want it to be part of my business, to be honest. And I choose to have the belief system that I don't need one in order to be successful. Um, because that was a big thing. It's like, you can't be successful without an email list. And That's
0: like, very powerful because I'm, it's such a negative weight on my shoulders. Oh, dude, and, you really don't need it. And the systems are. It's are, so complex. Yeah. Like, uh, it's like, it's like, it's like kind of math. Yeah. If you didn't send to this person, said that I know this or bigger than that. And it's like, fuck that. I think,
1: I think your business will be exactly what you want it to be. And with any, whatever feels the best to you and email list to me was not feeling good at all. And I'm like, it's then that no, that's a big no.
0: Cause, cause you know, I read this book, um, perennial seller mm. and they said that like, you know. Kevin Hart had that mailing right. list and all these amazing people had their mailing list. And then right. like if YouTube disappears or Facebook disappears or right. podcasts disappear. And I honestly, agree. if those things disappear, probably the world's going to explode. So exactly. Fuck it. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. Um,
0: um, but you, if, and if you're selling something, you probably have their email.
1: Yep. I do have their email. And, um, I so do you already have, have the list. I have the list. Like I just, I'm not like, you're just subscribe not subscribed to my list. And yeah, I'm going to send you my books that I read. Like if you actually want to follow me and like, what I'm doing and what I'm sharing, like you're going to be on top of your game and you're going to see what I post. Like
0: you're going to be on top of your game. That's a woman who knows what she wants.
1: (laughs) because i have those clients like like the people who actually want to work with me and i don't want to work with people who don't want to work with me if they're not in the state of fuck yes don't come maybe
0: i needed to hear this maybe it took two hours and 41 minutes to know that i don't need a fucking email list. you
1: don't you really really don't to me i was like if everything is how stressful
0: is it to think about it
1: honestly it was taking away from my need and want to share and i was like Fuck that. Like, this is so heavy. And if you're really, really, really needed at one point in time, then I'll just hire somebody to do it for me where I don't even have to look at it. Yeah. But right now, I don't need it to be successful. I don't. And I choose to believe that. I
0: love that. And honestly, that's <laughs> really talking to my soul. I
1: love that. I
0: wasn't going to cry this whole podcast, but now. <laughs> but
1: now we're talking about the feminine energy and emotions. Now I'm feeling Feel it. it. I'm Meg. feeling it. Feel it.
0: <laughs> All right, Tasha Credle. Yeah.
1: So so, that's where I'm at.
0: So, Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. That's wonderful. The people know where to find you. Yes. Um, My name is Misho. If you don't know, if you went through this entire podcast, (laughs) uh, Mick, Misho, Mish, whatever. Mm. Misho is my stage name. It's my fifth dimension name. My mother calls me that. I love it. Um, I make music. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, This podcast is a way to do another favorite thing of mine is have great conversations with people. Love it. Um, And you can find me at at Misho, M-I-S-C-H-O. On uh, everything.
1: Yep. Same with me, basically.
0: And uh, that is about it That's for today, it. fellow time travelers. <laughs> oh, so uh, we do have uh, we have a sponsor. We have a sponsor that I'll talk about real quick. Um, there's a uh, Smoke Show Hot Sauce is my first sponsor, <laughs> and Smoke Show Hot Sauce. Uh, you can use discount code M I S C H O, and you'll get ten or fifteen percent off. I'm not sure. It's uh, not. I didn't get the-
1: Can I have the sponsor too on my podcast?
0: As the smoke show? Yeah. Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. So now awesome. you have a sponsorship with smoke show. Can't wait. So we're going to set that up and it's a delicious, delicious, lightly smoked jalapeno hot sauce. Mm. And they have a aioli. I they love They have a barbecue aioli. sauce. They have, they're sweetened with maple syrup. Oh, they're Canadian. Made, in, made in Canada.
1: Canadian maple syrup. Amazing.
0: Wow. You can go to smokeshowsauce.com. <laughs> a wonderful thing uh bulletproof will be our sponsor in 2022
1: soon dave asprey
0: nike will be a sponsor in 2023 and was there another funny sponsor i wanted to put
1: Mm.
0: i guess that's it i guess that's it all right so i'll play some fade out music here song called spaced out here we go oh thank you so much this has been (laughs) great this has been fantastic there we go yeah see you later everyone